from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Breaking news brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. The Dolphins are now going to play back-to-back Sunday nights. They got flexed already next week. Dolphins Chargers Sunday night football. Week 15, Dolphins Bills. Now Sunday night football as well. I'm not happy about this. Wow, uh, why is that? Because his Chiefs got flexed out. No, 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 not that. But like logistically for me, it's a nightmare because, as you know, I have Pierre Garcon on WPTV. He comes on and breaks down Dolphins games with me. We have to record that at 8:30 p.m. So when the Dolphins play on Sunday night football, he can't come in and break down a Dolphins game. That hasn't (coughs) happened yet. Oh, good call. So we lose Pierre Garçon now for two straight weeks. That's all right. He's probably out of the country like he always is anyway. Every time I text that guy, he's in like the Bahamas. <laughs> no, he was just in the studio with me last night. Ridiculous, that dude. Stay in the country for two seconds so you can be on the show. I'll have to let him know he has more vacation time to go. But I, I'm, <laughs> I'm willing to sacrifice your work getting all jacked up to get Russell Wilson out of prime time <laughs> oh, on Sunday night. Russell Wilson, get out of my life. More like Nathaniel Hackett, get this out of my great. life. This by the way, more breaking news brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. The Mets lose Jacob DeGrom to Texas, but they get... Justin Verlander. Wow. That's tough. Two-time world champion, three-time Cy Young Award winner, Justin Verlander. Not happy about that, but he gave a gift to a ring. To the Mets. All right, it is bowl season right around the corner. We know the date, December 20th. We know the time, 7 p.m. We know the network, ESPN. We know the location, Howard Schnellenberger Field at FAU Stadium. And now we know the teams. It is MAC champion Toledo, and it is independent powerhouse, soon-to-be Conference USA, Liberty. That'll be the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. And joining us to talk more about it is the executive director of the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, Doug Mosley with us here on Ken LaVica Live. Doug, first of all, thanks for a couple of minutes. Congratulations. And what a unique matchup this is. We're we're accustomed to MAC champions being in this game. But to, to have a team like Liberty, the only other independent we've had is BYU a couple of years ago. Liberty comes in. They're going through a coaching change. Hugh Freeze just went to Auburn. Jamie Chadwell coming in. Uh, this could be maybe the most even matchup we've seen in this game. You know, it should be exciting. And um, even with uh, Jamie Chadwell on his team, I've been really impressed with Jason Aldrich, who's going to be the interim, who's yep. going to be the head coach for the bowl game. Um, we had him in a, uh, a media Zoom press conference last night. And I came away like, wow, this guy is uh, he's, hes really impressive. You know, they are excited to be in this game. They understand what they're up against with Toledo. They know that uh, Toledo is going to bring one of the best defenses that they'll see, and they've got a great offense of their own. They, um, I know they're uh, they're appreciating the break because they have a lot of injuries to heal up from. But you know the indications we're seeing is is that uh, they'll be in good shape come game day, and of course Toledo they are going to be stout. Toledo with that defense, Liberty with that offense. Toledo, this is their second time in the game. They beat Temple a number of years ago. Um, uh, Theo, real quick, do you remember who the Temple coach was when Toledo beat them in uh, the uh, RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl? 
uh, I think it was some guy that coached the Panthers for a little bit. I forget. Yeah. His, uh, Matt Rule. Matt, Matt Rule. Rule, yeah, that's right. Theo is a huge, huge <laughs> Matt Rule fan. Uh, how does this process work out, Doug, when uh, I'm sure that the weekend is crazy, the conference championship games are going on, you're in constant contact with conference contacts and school contacts. How does this come together Will you get a game like Toledo and Liberty? Well, I mean, I, you know, literally when I went to bed on Saturday night, there were still eight teams at play. Um, we were just trying to figure out who was going to be the best fit with who. Um, you know, I often describe this as kind of like, you know, a big dance of finding out who will dance with who. Because some won't dance with others. <laughs> some, you know, it's not a good matchup when you put them together. And, um, it, you know, that's that's probably as important of anything, you know beyond just who the teams are, but how will they match up in a game? Because we want to make sure that we've got compelling television that we're offering on ESPN on that night. It's a primetime window. On a Tuesday night, we got a lead-in from the game out in Idaho. So, you know, we're looking forward to a lot of eyeballs on this ball game. Every year, this has been either, like, the top-ranked, in terms of television Nielsen ratings, of the, uh, of the games that are on cable, before Christmas, you know, we it. it seems like we've been one, or I think one year we were three. But uh, it's it's always been a very popular game. We get great teams down in here because they want to come down here. I mean, where else do you want to be? You want to be in Toledo, Lynchburg, when it's eighty degrees and sunny <laughs> in Boca Raton, Paul Beach County, Florida. So that's why we get great teams. They love to come down here. You know, Liberty with the injuries they had at the end of the year, they felt like they didn't get. The ending they wanted, losing to New Mexico State, another bowl-bound team, mm-hmm. um, in their last home game. And they are looking at this game, Coach Aldridge said last night, they're looking at this bowl game as kind of that, that topping to their year here. You know, they want to put a W on at the end. Liberty and Toledo, December 20th, 7 p.m., roofclaim.com, Boca Raton Bowl. I do want to ask you, Doug, the executive director of the game, Doug Mosley, with us here on Ken Levicka Live. You mentioned the weather. That's obviously a, a, a big draw for these teams. It's why Toledo's so pumped to come back. It's why Liberty's going to bring a big, big crowd and a big following down to, uh, to, to Boca Raton. But Every year, ESPN has provided either a prime time or a standalone opportunity for this game. They put a lot of stock in it. For a game that's still relatively new, we're still younger than a decade old, why does ESPN put so much trust in the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl? Why does it give the prime opportunities to it and, and bring some of the best teams to this game? Uh, what, do you, what do you suspect is the reason why ESPN says, yeah, we're a huge believer in this game, and it's why it's not a two o'clock on a Thursday. It's why it's not a fourth or fifth place team in a league coming down here on a regular basis. Well, that's an easy answer. It's because this is where the teams want to come yeah. each year from year one. I mean, if you remember our first year, we were the only game outside of the New Year's Six that had two conference champions when we had Marshall University from Conference USA then and Northern Illinois from the MAC. You know, into our ninth year, this will be the eighth time that we've had a conference champion play in our game. And the only time they've lost is when they played. We had two conference champions playing each other, so it's a game where champions like to come to. They they love to be down in this area. I mean, let's face it: who who doesn't want to be here? Then it's why we all live here, right? Because that is just prime time of the year for us. But the other part of it is, is that man, it's a recruiting trip, and there are like you know, arguably between here, Louisiana, Texas, California, the best high school football players in the nation and they're right here just all around us so when they come down here they treat it as a recruiting trip 
and they make sure that these these uh, prospective student athletes know they're here. Every year, every team has taken at least one kid back with them. I, I mean, they don't take them with them on the plane. <laughs> let me correct that. They sign them and put them on their team. I mean, it's amazing to see. You know, Northern Illinois, I'll never forget. They come down here that first year, recruit like crazy in the area because people got to see them play. And then when they came back a few years later, the kids they recruited on their first trip are now playing on that trip, on that second team that came from NIU. So, you know, that's that's the other big thing. And then, you know, I mean, this is an area that's used to, you know, putting out the, the great hospitality. I mean, so much of our economy is based around, you know, tourism, visitors and such that, you know, our hotels are above the line everywhere you go around here. The things to do, the sites, the beach, I mean, all of that. That's all the kind of things that really resonate well with these teams, and that's why the good teams want to come here. It is the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. It's not just the game, too. It's the fan fest before the game. It's the tailgating. It's the partners involved. It's the concerts pregame. Everything happening in the county in the week leading up to the game. RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. It is Toledo, and it is Liberty, December 20th, 7 p.m. FAU Stadium for tickets, TheBocaRatonBowl.com. TheBocaRatonBowl.com. And it goes without saying, Doug, this is the premier college football sporting event and sporting event in Palm Beach County? Well, I don't want to get into it with, with our friends at the Honda or Major League Baseball street <laughs> trading people or, or actually the biggest economic draw of all sports in Palm Beach County is is the Equestrians uh, uh, events out in, uh, out in the western part, well, out in Wellington and such. So I appreciate the uh, praise, but uh, I do want to you know, I'm also on the sports commission, so I need to recognize <laughs> that uh, I need to be a little political here. <laughs> That's all right. If anybody complains, just tell them I'm the hype man for the game. It's okay. There I can say go. whatever I want here. Uh, Roofclaim.com, Boca Raton Bowl. <laughs> Doug, awesome stuff. Uh, congratulations again, and looking forward to the next couple of weeks, and really looking forward to, to getting this game off and having a great experience. We'll talk soon, okay? Thanks so much, guys. That is Doug Mosley, Executive Director of the RoofClaim.com, Boca Raton Bowl, RoofClaim.com, Boca Raton Bowl. By the way, more breaking news, Theo, brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. You need some music for all this breaking news? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. So we've already covered that the Dolphins are getting flexed again. The Dolphins and Bills, Week 15, will be Sunday night, just like Dolphins Chargers is next week. Uh, Justin Verlander is now a New York Met, and... Anthony Richardson, according to ESPN, has declared for the NFL draft. Um, Are we grading that? Yeah, go ahead and grade that if you could, Stone. All right, yeah, no problem. Oh. (laughs) Um, Anthony Richardson has all the tools as far as how good a quarterback he is. I'm actually with you, Stone. I'm not quite sure that man is a first-round pick. Yeah, you got to go down the uh, list of NFL teams, right, all 32 of them, and ask yourself, which one could use Anthony Richardson right now? And the answer is none of them. He, <laughs> like Tyler Van Dyke, should stay that extra year. A little odd. I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily like that decision at all. Uh, let's, um, when we come back, when we come back, I'm going to give you guys the choice of what you want to discuss. Do you want to discuss the most frustrating thing from the Dolphins laws yesterday? Do you want to discuss whether or not the playoff committee got it right? Do you want to have a dog crap Monday? You guys tell me. We pick it now or we pick it after Pick it now. Back? Pick it now so I can actually properly prepare. Let's go Dolphins. Let's go Dolphins, Niners. Oh, wow. Most frustrating. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Dolphins, we, we can Niners. go Dolphins. I definitely had that third on my list, but, yeah. uh, but, uh, <laughs> 
Wait, let's go, Dolph. <laughs> oh, man. Stone just backed down so hard from You don't Theo. want to talk about that it. That was really sad. Uh, let me tell you about Greenway <laughs> Kia West Palm Beach. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach is where I got my Kia K5 GT, and that is where you are going to have the best car buying experience you've ever had. And a lot of places say that. Oh, this financing. Oh, this election. Oh, these deals. Well, Greenway Kia West Palm Beach has all of those. Make no mistake. They're checking all those boxes, and they're so easy to get to. Military Trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. But not every dealership has the credit clinic on site. The bank reps that are there where you sit down and they say, don't worry, Mr. or Mrs., we are going to keep running this credit. Oh, but my credit's so bad, I knew I shouldn't have done this. No, 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 don't say that. That's blasphemous. No, 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 no. We are going to help you. We are going to make sure at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach that your monthly payment is not going to break you. It is not going to put you into dire straits. It doesn't matter how bad your credit is. They want you off the lot in a Kia automobile, and man, do they work for you, and that is why I love them at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. They also service all makes and models at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. So easy to get to. Military Trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. And don't you dare think that your credit is so poor that you can't get yourself a dependable vehicle, one of those great Kias, at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Check out the selection online, GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. Then head on over. That's Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. When we return, much to the despair of Stone Labanowitz. What was the most frustrating part of the Dolphins' loss yesterday? And while I'm frustrated, I also need some of you to sack up a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. My sweet lord, Theo Dorsey, more breaking news brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. This one comes from Shefty. The Dolphins are signing former number one overall pick Eric Fisher and in a corresponding move placing starting offensive tackle Austin Jackson on injured reserve. So the Dolphins are going to get Eric Fisher. Man, when you started off with former number one overall pick, and the Dolphins are signing, and knowing that Tua did technically leave the game with an ankle injury. <laughs> oh, would you And stop. knowing that the Carolina Panthers finally <laughs> cut ties. <laughs> with oh, my God. Stone Labanowitz's favorite player, the number one pick in our fantasy football draft, Baker Mayfield. Oh. I, I got a little nervous. <laughs> I, I got to be honest. If, if, that, if that tweet was <laughs> Baker Mayfield signed by the Miami Dolphins, I would simply walk onto uh, – <laughs> I-95. You would do what I did when the Panthers traded a, an actual draft pick Just for Baker Mayfield. Just turn my back. By the way, Baker Mayfield's definitely, who is released today by the Panthers, is going to the 49ers, right? Like, that has to happen. I mean, undoubtedly, what man. Are you, what are we you doing? Think, you what think are we doing? Christian McCaffrey obviously is going to get in John Lynch's ear and tell him that, hey, we have a really capable quarterback <laughs> right now on the bench in Carolina. Do you, do you know how pissed Christian McCaffrey no, would not. be? If he just got freed, just like I did, he just got freed from the shackles of the Carolina Panthers, and they trotted that dude back oh, in. 
Because because Brock Purdy is a lot better than Baker Mayfield, right? He looks oh, better against I, that Dolphins defense. But man, <laughs> Brock Brock Purdy. I mean, it doesn't take much to torch no. the Dolphins defense, unfortunately. But I thought for sure, Theo, Brock Purdy has the feel of someone that Stone would absolutely yeah. fall in love with. What's up, Stone? No, I, I'm more so. I thought it was, first of all, I thought it was really impressive what Brock Purdy yes. was doing. But it was more so a knock on Jimmy G that somebody can come in, know the playbook well enough, and you know check the ball down and dice up that Miami Dolphins defense. I think Baker Mayfield can offer a lot more Ooh. than both of those guys. So, Art, be honest, though. Ken, I'm about to get really mad right now. We just uh, watched Baker Mayfield play this year. We good. just watched him with the Carolina Panthers play. <laughs> we just watched him with Christian McCaffrey already play. He's been begging for Kyle Shanahan. He's been begging no. for a guy like that. No, because Baker Mayfield gets in his own way. He thinks he's better than what he is. You need Brock Purdy, a guy who knows to check it down and give the ball to McCaffrey or Debo on these slants or whatever the hell they're doing, the wheel routes then Baker Mayfield is going to throw a bunch of interceptions. Why would you want that? I'm more so putting stock in Kyle Shanahan than I am Kevin Stefanski or Matt Rule or these guys who haven't set him up for success. When will y'all learn? (laughs) Why would you give Baker Mayfield another shot? I'll just announce this. If he does does get picked up by John Lynch and the 49ers, I am a new San Francisco 49ers fan. I'll just voice it right here. I'm scratching my eyes out. Baker Mayfield to the San Francisco 49ers? I like it. I, I give it a B minus. If this happens, <laughs> if this legitimately happens, this will be worse than Adam Gase getting a job with the Jets Whoa. after failing with the Dolphins. This will be worse Ooh, than that. That is bold. Because we've seen it. We just saw it this year. It's the, I, I'm done. I'm done. Um, by the way, I lied about the Dolphins getting flexed week 15 on Sunday the 18th. It's actually Saturday, December 17th Ooh. on NFL Network. The Dolphins and the Bills flexed to prime time at 8.15. Baker Mayfield. Bakey, he said, "Is he is he late onset Josh Rosen?" I hated that. <laughs> I hated that uh, proposal from you on the uh, bird app there, yeah. Mister Ken. At KLV one zero six three, I just feel like maybe he's uh, he's as bad as Josh Rosen. It just came on a little later. He's not good. He he's not good at fo- like what. So Baker Mayfield, when he played starting quarterback this year with DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson in the Carolina Panthers offense, which I guess isn't that good, but a good offensive line, like. Solid weapons around him. He was the worst quarterback in the NFL. Why do we think that would change weeks later in a new system in San Francisco? Like, what would be the evidence to say? Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. What? Debo. Kyle Shanahan, Debo, Christian McCaffrey, these guys. If Kyle Shanahan is the answer, then how about we stick with Brock Purdy, who just won you a football game and who knows the system already? The 22-year-old from Iowa State? No, give me Baker Mayfield. Give me the guy that has continuously failed. And he's a pain in the ass. And he sucks to be around. <laughs> mm, it's tough, but Kyle Shanahan is what he's been looking for his entire career. <laughs> well, okay, maybe, I'm sorry. Okay. maybe just maybe, this maybe just ridiculous. maybe Theo can use this as ammunition because what I'm going to do, and Theo, I don't mean any disrespect. Um, I know that you had had put in the vote to talk about Dolphins' frustrations, yes. but I do think <laughs> that we can cover those. In a dog crap Monday here on Kelvick Alive. I'm going to take the keys for a moment. And uh, this, obviously, it dog crap Monday, inspired right by Robert Sala describing the Zach Wilson-led offense a number of weeks ago as dog bleep. And so, you know what? We're going to latch on to that. Thank you, Coach Sala. It is a dog crap Monday here on Kelvick Alive. What was the most dog crap performance of the weekend in sports? What was the most dog crap sports performance of the weekend? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. 
Thank you to Coach Sala. It is a dog crap Monday here on Ken Levick Alive. And I'll start real quick just to set the dog crap tone and get us going on the Dolphins as well. That defense going against Brock Purdy did not look like it had a clue. And I understand that the defense has struggled all year long, but, man, how you don't get any pressure on Brock Purdy is beyond me. The Dolphins continue to play cover zero, which um, it's been <laughs> it's been figured out. Josh Boyer, defensive coordinator, they figured it out, okay? The 49ers had it figured out. Purdy just picked apart the Dolphins' defense. This is not good enough, and that's what's ultimately going to hold up the Dolphins, and that, as, as uncharacteristically off as Tua was yesterday, he still, to me, played well enough for the Dolphins to have won that game. You let Brock Purdy beat you. That was not good enough. That was super frustrating. The Dolphins' defense, that was my dog crap performance of the weekend. There is no way that that should have happened. And hey, um, Bradley Chubb, anytime you want to show up (laughs) since the Dolphins paid you, I would be okay with that. Don't do that. Bradley Chubb had a... Where is he? I saw all of these tweets the last few weeks. Bradley Chubb making plays. He had the big sack fumble. I uh, lost my Chubb, and I don't know where it went. Oh, yeah, but it's tough because they are putting their best guy on him. Like they are following Bradley Chubb. Okay, but I need him to be. I need. I need. I need more Chubb. I need him to be less flaccid. I need more Chubb. He's going soft right now. Personally. Yeah, oh my he God. is. He, he has gone completely soft. You know, who, who's also gone soft is, uh, well, okay, let me not say he's gone soft, but Tua Tungabailoa's performance yesterday was a head scratcher to say the very okay, least. Okay, but he's, he has gone through, he's gone through a whole season of just being on the money. You know what looked like to me for Tua? And, again, I don't think he's the reason he lost, but you know that the anti-Tua contingent is just feasting mm. today because they're waiting for those things. He's still was 18 of 33, 295, and two touchdowns. He did have the two picks. He had the fumble. He did not look like he trusted what he had on the edges with his offensive line. And that's on him because I did not think the protection was that poor. Yeah, I, I almost agree with you. There were a lot of ghost pressures, and that yeah, is your eyes getting kind of dancing. weary, and you start yeah. to let balls out earlier. You saw some. I want to say this, and this is really weak by me, but I, I, I feel like some of it plays a role. When Jimmy G goes out of that game and you realize you're now competing with a rookie, Like it's almost like maybe you played down to the competition. Maybe the guys on the defense were like, oh, we're going to eat this kid alive. And we saw what happened after that. They just kind of weren't ready yesterday. Well, that's odd. the thing. The defense, the defense, in the Dolphins' defense, instead of realizing we have a golden opportunity to make this kid feel super uncomfortable, mm-hmm. they blew it. Whereas the, the 49ers' defense realized, wait, we're going against a top NFL offense and we need to bring it. And Nick Bosa turned up his level of play to elite. There's your difference right there. Tua didn't feel comfortable. And again, his protection wasn't wasn't terrible. I thought that the backup tackles did a commendable job. But Nick Bosa just turned his level of play up to a different level, made Tua think about it. Tua was tap dancing, like you said. The ball was coming out too early, and he was missing on throws that he's made all season long. But I refuse to sit here and levy any sort of meaningful criticism at Tua when he has been nails all season long. Stop it. Stop it, you people. You are just the worst waiting for Tua to fail. It's really unbecoming of human nature to see how people are celebrating today over Tua's poor game, which honestly, statistically, definitely not even bottom half of the weekend in the NFL. Yeah, I think Tua had 
maybe his worst game. Well, really, it was his worst game of the season against one of the best defenses in yeah. the NFL. Shocking. Yes. And it was a, a playoff it, team. It was a team where his current head coach and play caller was going up against the squad right. that literally knows his every move because he was just there last year. So it's it, it it was a tough spot for the Dolphins. It was on the road. It was a loss that looks more lopsided than, than what it actually was. I'm not too up in arms about it. I'm actually most disappointed in some of the Dolphins fans I've seen on Twitter oh. that were panicking a bit. Like, oh, it's relax. ridiculous. Like, listen, this is a 17-game season. The Dolphins went on the road against the NFL's top offense, a playoff team in San Francisco, and <gasps> lost a game. Whoa! Yeah. Oh, my God, that never <laughs> happens. You go on the road against a playoff team and you lose? Holy hell, season over. It's dead. What are Dolphins fans doing? And I think what's happened is everybody is so on edge because you're in this division race with the Bills. You desperately want the Dolphins on a national stage to to, to, to shut up the people who still think that the Dolphins are maybe a little bit fluky. There's always the, we need Tua to succeed and, and shut up the haters, and the Dolphins lose the game, and there's this anger that comes out because you're, you know what's coming from the detractors. Just ignore it, and you're still in the division race. The Dolphins are fine. I'll say this, too. If the Dolphins lose the next two at L.A., at Buffalo, you know what? I still feel good about them going to the playoffs and being a problem in the playoffs. Like, enough already. I think one of the, or at least some of the criteria of our jobs right now is to attack the narrative that, oh, well, they finally played a real defense in the NFL. And, like, that's the narrative that's getting pushed around. I think more so we have to not attack each other as Dolphins fans and kind of go after that we have seen good defenses this year and we have put up numbers against them. That's what I'm most scared of because that's all I've seen on my timeline is, oh, look what happened when you guys finally played a real defense. Fred Warner looked like he knew every single play yeah. that they were running out there. Oh, like so good. He was just floating in the spots, yeah. in his zone spots. That, like He knew that he used to get torched on in practice every day against Mike McDaniel. So I thought it was interesting. I, I just I don't understand how the Dolphins uh, beat the Bills. The Dolphins beat the Ravens, who have uh, progressively gotten better and better defensively all year. They're now uh, nearing the top ten. And uh, they win, and it's crickets. And then they lose to the 49ers, the number one defense in the NFL. Number one. And suddenly, what's wrong with the Dolphins? They went against the number one defense in the NFL. That was the problem. And it was on the road. And it was against... The their coach's mentor. Like, how hard is this to stomach for people? I don't know, man. I, and we keep saying number one defense. I think Sunday night the the uh, Cowboys having their way with the uh, Woo, coaching man. coaching prodigy Jeff Saturday. They they have some. Uh, they want to put their hand up and and, and maybe step into yeah. that you conversation. Ta- you, you talking about the Colts team that uh, kneeled it out, <laughs> kneeled it out with 58 seconds to go in the fourth quarter, took a knee. Bro, that was the most embarrassing <laughs> Sunday night football he game. I'm ready ever for that to end. He was like, guys, let's just get off the field, man. It was a close game for like two two and a half quarters, and or then so. it wasn't in a hurry. <laughs> oh boy, that was a dog crap fourth quarter. For the Colts last night. My God. I mean, it went from, you're right, it went from a a two-score game to 54, 54 Dallas Cowboys points in the snap of a finger. What was the dog crap performance of the weekend on a dog crap Monday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Where are you tossing your dog crap, Theo? Well, I have to toss it to whoever the heck was supposed to be guarding Anthony Davis because... How in the hell hell in 2022 do you let Anthony Davis drop 55 on you, a double nickel? 
That's Man. just that, that just feels impossible. How can you say that when a Milwaukee Bucks team, a team known for their defense, let them drop 45 know. a couple of nights ago? It's sick. It's sick. I'm happy for Anthony Davis. I, gotta, I just think that allowing Anthony Davis in mm. the, the year of the Lord 2022 to drop 55 I got a question for is you, insane. Are the, uh, are the Lakers back? You know, Stone, Stone and Ken, obviously I'm teeing him up right now. Uh-huh. He has, he's not going to get many opportunities to uh, have a, a parade or a celebration about his Los Angeles Lakers, who mm-hmm. he, he's forced to They're watch. They're not even his Lakers. It's his LeBron. It's don't his LeBron. You're right. And LeBron was out, so I'm not you, sure why you watch. You don't think I've built a relationship? LeBron last night dropped 30. Oh, LeBron came back. Yeah. Bron Bron came back, and, 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 and Anthony Davis still had the double nickel. You can tell he, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, and you think that I uh, haven't built a relationship with Mr. Lonnie Walker or Mr. <laughs> Austin Reeves right now? Like, come on. These are, these are my boys. Those are your boys by association. They're associates. LeBron is your man. Yeah, 100%. So the, the Lakers have won four in a row. They beat the Nets. They beat the Pistons. They beat the Bucks, And they beat the Wizards. It's impressive. It's good. 55 for Anthony Davis is sick, man. Is, <laughs> it, it, at least it's proof that he has a pulse, and that's good. But they're not back yet. They're not back back. But is this their best sustained stretch of play over the last, like, two years? 1,000%. They all look healthy. They're playing defense as much as we're talking about. Get, I'm sorry, I said we. As, as much as, you know, the media out there and stuff he is, is so talking. About, four man, four get, man still the About getting rid of Patrick Beverly. Like, we're finally playing – Sorry, the Lakers are finally playing defense, <laughs> and, it, Jesus, and it's man. it's really cool to see. I stayed up from wire to wire. Really big win. Stone is going to have to remain seated because I think if he stood up, uh, he might be pitching a tent. <laughs> as excited <laughs> as he is about these Lakers. <laughs> He's Bradley Chubb. Uh, what, uh, what, what is the dog crap performance of the weekend? For me, it's the Dolphins' defense letting Brock Purdy beat them. Nothing to do with Tua. It's the Dolphins' defense. That's why they lost yesterday. Uh, for Theo, it's the Washington Wizards' defense allowing 55 mm. to AD. What's your dog crap performance of the weekend? Big homie, give us your dog crap, sir. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They was watching the Eagles beat the dog crap out of the Titans. Uh-huh. They delivered a big pile of dog crap to the Tennessee Titans. Yesterday. I, I, I got to say, big homie, um, it, what, what the Eagles did, just surgically dicing up that Titans team and Jalen Hurts for going nearly 400 yards, three touchdowns, I mean, that's as good a performance as you're going to get, especially against that Titans team who should have beaten Kansas City in KC a few weeks ago. A.J. Brown, my goodness. Yeah, Ryan Brown, Tannehill was their lead rusher. I've been here for the past – since the Washington game, how we couldn't stop the run, we couldn't stop the run, but Derrick Henry had 30 rushing yards yesterday. Mm. And that's the number one running back in the NFL, most people would say, right? Yes, sir. So I would think uh, that our run defense will be just fine. And uh, the road to the Super Bowl will be going through Philadelphia. Mm. Kind of feels like it. Kind of mm. feels like it. Oh, and, hey, let's talk about, hey, our last thing. Florida State should be in the top four. We're the only other team that's <laughs> undefeated in the SEC. Uh, Peace oh, out. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Get him out. Get him out. Hey, he did. Florida State did beat. Now Big 12 head coach, Scott Satterfield. 100% they did. Florida State looks good. I have a really good uh, nomination for Dog Crap Monday. Mr. What's your What's your Dog Crap, Stone? <clears throat> Mr. Uh, 
Mr. 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 Patrick Mahomes here oh for, for, for taking that loss I just, to a really good Bengals team. How many completions did you have, Mr. Patrick? That'd be 16. How many touchdowns did you have? Oh you usually go for God. two, three, or four. No, one. And you guys lost to a Bengals team, a surging Bengals team. Look, I thought it was really good for the Dolphins. I was like, wow, Kansas City's going to go down and give the Finns an opportunity to take first place. I thought Patrick Mahomes kind of let that fan base down. Chiefs Kingdom kind of worrying right now. Oh, Theo, do you think that Patrick Mahomes let let Chiefs Kingdom down as a whole? No, Patrick Mahomes didn't let us down Mm. because last time I checked, it's December. And until, (laughs) and I know the Bengals did it last year, but until they can beat us in the playoffs again, again, it's not panic time. Nine and three, still in the race to get the one seed at home field advantage and the bye. I am not concerned with a regular season loss to the Bengals. Oh, who else has a regular season loss to the Bengals, by the way? Primetime, Thursday Night Football? That, that game is You're Baltimore. With a backup quarterback. It was 7-6 to six in the second quarter well, when Tua went well, out. Well, to be fair, Patrick Mahomes was playing like a backup quarterback. So that's... <laughs> <laughs> but, I, again, this is, this is where, and I think that Stone throwing his dog crap at Patrick Mahomes, I, we, we have such heavy expectations for these guys, Mahomes yeah. and Tua, when they look above average. I make no mistake. If the Panthers were consistently getting Tua's 18 of 33, 295, two touchdowns, two interceptions, the Panthers would be a happy football team yeah. right now. But when you're in the middle of a of a, a title race, those are the things like Mahomes and Tua that hurt. But you're going up against quality opponents, teams that are playing well, playing their best football. This is the NFL, and this is 17 weeks. This is a 17 week season. If you're going to hyperventilate and you are are going to bash your head through drywall after one loss after a five-game winning streak this has to stop you're not you're not about this you you should probably just tune out because you're not going to survive the next five weeks yeah i agree and i think with that being said i was pretty much kidding because my real nomination would be mr uh mr russell wilson mr russell wilson not being able to get it done against tyler huntley Hollandale's finest. Lamar Jackson goes out, sprains his knee in the first quarter, and oh, it's a lock, right? Russell Wilson can beat this team. Uh, well, Tyler Huntley leads a game-winning drive with a couple minutes left, and Mr. Russell Wilson and these Broncos are like 3-9 and nine or just one of the most disgusting teams Nathaniel in the NFL. Daniel Hackett is so fired. <laughs> <laughs> but all right. so fired. Is, he didn't throw right. a touchdown. He, he didn't throw a touchdown. No. Is Russell Wilson... He, it's the worst contract. In, well, I guess Deshaun Watson might still have a hand in this one. But, but is there any way to salvage it? Like, can they bring in someone that's going to uh, maximize whatever? No. Right? Here's the thing. Oh, I don't know, I know what, somebody. I don't know what Russ is. I don't know who. Scott Satterfield? Oh, I thought. Okay, I thought you were talking about quarterback. quarterback, quarterback coach, yeah, I don't have it. I don't have a uh, nomination. Oh, I thought, so who who can you bring in to help Russ? What is Russ? Say Baker Mayfield. Oh, uh, yeah. no, no, I'm saying Russ. <laughs> yeah. Who can salvage Russ? Or is Russ irrevocably broken? Like there's no, he's lost all ability to play quarterback. I would. I think that it's closer to the latter. I don't think you can bring in somebody that can fix him if he can't. He's consistently scoring single digits. Yep. I just, but what I don't understand like, is two years ago he was a front runner first half of the season for MVP. What happened? I don't know, man. Maybe Pete Carroll's better than than uh, Geno Smith played really well yesterday. Yeah, I mean, like it's a constant question. It's a it's a constant question being asked. Was it Russ's fault because Geno Smith looks good? He's putting the ball down the field. <sighs> We've seen Tyler Lockett and the boys kind of voice out how they feel about the whole situation. It's odd, but nine points, no touchdowns thrown. I don't know whose fault that is. I have to put it on Russ. It's been it's been what twelve games now. Yep. I think we can go yeah. ahead and say Russ is cooked. <laughs> That's crazy. I think it's over. I I can't think of any anything approaching 
by comparison, Russell Wilson and the, the Albert Hainsworth <laughs> descent. Yeah, but again, it's not at the quarterback position. I like I just I don't know. This is wild, and someone's reputation just going to crap like this. I, it's wild. Oh, one more thing. One more dog crap I want to throw out there. All the football fans who during the group stages of uh, the World Cup saying, how does anybody watch this crap? It can end in a tie. Oh, how do you watch this stuff? May I present to you yesterday's Giants-Commanders game. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed your tie, you dopey mouth breathers. <laughs> I mean, to the defense, it was a really good football game, oh, right? Oh, I knew it. Taylor, I knew it. Taylor Heineke. So, Taylor so Heineke. was the U.S. and England. That was a really good football match, but people still scorned that. Yeah, no, I hear your, I hear your argument most definitely. But at least those people watching the Commanders Giants had a game winning, well, a game winning or a game tying drive, miss. a game tying drive from Taylor Heineke to even extend the game. But ah, yes. I hear your argument loud and clear, to be honest. I think what I think in my conspiracy brain is cooking is that the NFC East is just trying to make sure all of its teams <laughs> finish with a winning record. So the Commanders and Giants couldn't figure out who needed to win this one because of the rest of schedule. and all. So they were just like, let's tie it. Let's tie it. We'll punt on this week, and we'll keep it going. They're both two games above 500 right now. Giants fans, I know you had that 7-1, and it was 7-1, and one, right? They had a 7-1 and one start? Yes. Um, you had a 7-1 seven seven and one start, one. but I, I, Giants fans, I hate to, to spring this on you. The Jets are better than you. <laughs> they just are. Yeah, they hit a real opportunity, a real opportunity for Mike White to go win that game two times yesterday in the red zone. Hey, your your Canes boy blew it. He did that. He he most definitely did. That's what he gets for changing sides. He was all on Zach Wilson's train. Now he's on this Mike White train. He dropped a game winning touchdown catch in the end zone on fourth down. It was really tough to see. More like Braxton and Barrios. <laughs> Boom, <laughs> Ooh, roasted. That was quick. Yeah. But but he'll he'll always be in good graces with me because of the FSU catch. So um, you yeah. know, I covered right. that game too. That was a fun one. Ken, speaking of, of Canes, and it just kind of threw my mind to college football, one more dog crap performance of the week. Is that Mr. Sure. Lincoln Riley in the USC Trojans? Oh, oh do man. That. Yeah, USC do was bad. They quit, right? They yeah. quit in the <laughs> second half. They won. As that soon, defense quit, quit. I think as soon as everybody on the sidelines saw Caleb Williams limping off of the field, yeah. it was white flag time, and that's weird uh, to see because this is one of the biggest opportunities I think this team, Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams, is going to have in the near coming future. That was I, really, really tough. Can you? Can someone explain to me the piling on of Caleb Williams? Was it the the nail polish or whatever the letters he had that's on, his, on yeah. his nails? Like, what is that it. though? Like, who cares? Well, why does that matter to you? And then they're gonna they're gonna crap on him for crying, but then Duggan for TCU gets to the podium, he's crying, mm-hmm. and and uh, we don't have that same energy. Like, what is that? It, 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 you're you're right on. We do not have the same energy. It's just it, Caleb it's the, Williams didn't lose that game for USC. No, not at all. A lack of Cal- a, a healthy Caleb Williams is why USC fell out of that game. One hundred percent. It was tough. Cal really good. A really good coach. And Utah's a really good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's talk about the college football playoff. Let me let, let's take a break. Well, let me first tell you about Baptist Health Orthopedic Care one more time. They have their team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net/ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit Baptist BaptistHealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting BaptistHealth.net slash ortho. That's Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Uh, Stone, Hugh Freeze to Auburn. How are you grading that? 
you're really going to give me the 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 opportunity to do that? I think I, you you're should. You're the one in control. You know how I feel about this. I don't. You you're really the one in control. Giving me the reins here. All right, fine. Uh, now, grade grade Hugh Freeze in sexual assault victims <laughs> DMs. Oh my god. Grade that. Okay. <laughs> then we're on the same page. <laughs> we're all good. When we come back, I can't believe it. The college football playoff committee resisted the urge to get tied drunk. Ugh, I can't believe it. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Jeanette from location unknown, as she's all places at all times, texted us in the break. It's dog crap. She's throwing her dog crap at Jimmy G's foot. Jimmy Garoppolo's broken foot out for the year. That's not because of football purposes, though. That's because she just wants to see his face on TV every week. I don't – but the thing is, like, just just go to his Instagram page. I'm sure he has a TikTok <laughs> or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's all it takes. That's all it takes. Sorry, uh, you heard Howard, my dog, in the background. Again, I'm at the uh, Lavica Estate in uh, North Broward. Um, let me tell you real quick about Stormhouse Brewing in uh, North Palm Beach. Stormhouse Brewing, North Palm, US 1, half mile south of PGA Boulevard. Craft Brewery, full food menu. It's like the Sasquatch of craft breweries because, again, craft brewery, beers crafted, brewed on site, and a full food menu. That is unheard of. Rare air there at Stormhouse Brewing. Go watch soccer. Go watch NFL Sunday ticket. They're a Palm Beach Gators watch location. Check out the bowl game at Stormhouse Brewing. Stormhouse Brewing. Josh, Preston, all my guys up there. That's the best place to go. Craft Brewery, Palm Beach County. Just believe that. Stormhousebrewing.com. US 1, half mile south of PGA Boulevard. Always something going on at Stormhouse Brewing. Um, I missed uh, a couple of uh, places I wanted to throw my dog crap on this Dog Crap Monday on Ken Levick Alive. Biggest dog crap performance sports-wise of the weekend. Again, inspired by Robert Sala and his description of Zach Wilson's offense with the Jets. Um, the United States defense, they're marking in the uh, round of 16 matchup against the Netherlands. Um, that was really poor. Air his name out. Let Tyler Adams hear it. Oh, not Tyler. Tyler mm. Adams Tyler Adams was at fault for the first yep. U.S. goal. He was loafing a bit. But, again, I'm not going to blame a guy who had uh, an unbelievable World Cup as, uh, as much as I'm going to blame a Serginho Dest who gave up the second goal and then a combination of Walker Zimmerman and Tim Ream who gave up the third goal. You get within a goal on a fluky goal, but fine. You have life. You're pressing, and then you just don't guard the back. You don't defend the back post. It was confusing because in any sport, like when the stakes are that high, that's typically when you play the most defense. These guys were acting like it wasn't that big of a game. Yeah. Like they were loafing. Like you said, it was so odd for me to watch this defense well, and what they I were doing. I think it was a mix of exhaustion. Sure. I think it was a mix of the Netherlands being precise. The U.S. has tried to be during this World Cup what Netherlands is, and that is a precise passing unit. The U.S. had the majority of the possession, but Netherlands far and away made the most of their opportunities, and that's the difference between a world-class team like the Netherlands and a team like the U.S. that is still trying to get there. Overall, I'm encouraged, but 
you can be disappointed as well because that is not the way you wanted to go out, and it turned out not to be a good matchup for the uh, the U.S. I wanted to ask you this, Theo, because you're in the TV world. Um, you're in the TV realm. Um, what do you make of uh, of TJ Holmes and Amy Robach at ABC? Good morning, oh, America. <laughs> so with the, what's, what's going on there, man? I mean, TJ Holmes looks like that dude's us, been all through the production staff. Give us the uh, scoop, Theo. The funniest thing, and I can't <laughs> I can't speak too much on it because I have a, a source close to the situation. One of my buddies is a uh, is it TJ Holmes? No, no. <laughs> TJ's like, bro, bro, it is tough. It's tough with these women. Tough to manage these women. Or it's, or he says it's too easy. Oh, yeah. it's too easy. It it's is like, bro, I got seems, three more. I got three more. It's not just Amy. Way too easy, man. But to be honest with you, the funniest part about all of it is is how how much of a name these guys have now because nobody, even though they were on yeah. GMA, yeah. nobody knew them like that. And now everybody knows them. Bro. So I'm not sure if it's good or bad it, for their brand. I had never even heard of Good Morning America 3. <laughs> I only knew of the two of them because they were occasionally on Good Morning America. I didn't yeah. know they had GMA 3. And today, I fully intended to actually watch it. And then ABC took them off the air. I think this is great. I want to see more TJ Holmes, Amy Robach. I want to see them holding hands. I want to see, I want to see them give updates on their divorce proceedings. <laughs> like, let's go, man. Yeah, what's the phrase with the publicity called? No, what is it? No publicity nope. is... Any publicity is good publicity. Yeah. publicity. I don't know if that's it, but yeah, that was that's the one it. I was that's talking it. about. All publicity is good publicity. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's it. For sure. So I think it's good for them. Yeah. But I, I feel like they're getting a raw deal. Like they left their spouses and they're they're getting it in and they fine. They look so happy together too. Like who would break that up? Who would break that up? Don't far be it for me to break up a happy couple. You know what it is, Theo? It's something that Mr. Ken does not believe in, and that would be cancel culture, uh, right? People getting a little well, upset about I think what part they're of it, seeing. No, 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 no. It's not cancel culture. I think part of it is Good Morning America. You have a bunch of housewives watching every single day, <laughs> yeah. and they Some don't like the, girls. the two philanderers that are philandering with one another hosting that show. Um, uh, but, but for me, as a non-housewife, I'm into it. I want to see <laughs> yeah. more. But I will say this. Uh, Theo Dorsey, proud employee of an NBC affiliate. Yeah. Um, maybe that stuff flies at ABC, but Savannah Guthrie would never. That's what I'm saying, dog. Never. Now, granted, this is the same network NBC that had Matt Lauer as an employee. He would. Hey, hey, hey. We, we, we already swept that under the rug. That's right. That's right. Off, uh, off topic, guys. I'm sorry, but who's guarding John Morant tonight? Grizzlies, Miami Heat. Uh... <laughs> Two three zone. Hopefully not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Two three zone. Get Can Tyler Hero it. just hide in the corner? I don't know. All right, we'll be doing this tomorrow. We'll be back. We'll talk college football then. I promise. He's Stone. That's Theo. I'm Ken. Bye bye. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Breaking news brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. The Dolphins are now going to play back-to-back Sunday nights. They got flexed already next week. Dolphins Chargers Sunday night football. Week 15, Dolphins Bills. Now Sunday night football as well. I'm not happy about this. Wow, uh, why is that? Because I'm his Chiefs happy. got flexed out. No, 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 not that. But we're, we're, like logistically, for me, it's a nightmare because, as you know, I have Pierre Garcon on WPTV. He comes on and breaks down Dolphins games with me. We have to record that at 8:30 p.m. So when the Dolphins play on Sunday Night Football, he can't come in and break down a Dolphins game that hasn't <coughs> happened yet. Oh, so, good call. 
So we lose Pierre Garcon now for two straight weeks. That's all right. He's probably out of the country like he always is anyway. Every time I text <laughs> that guy, he's in like the Bahamas. No, he was just in the studio with me last night. Ridiculous, that dude. Stay in the country for two seconds so you can be on the show. I'll have to let him know he has more vacation time to go. But I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice your work getting all jacked up to get Russell Wilson out of prime time <laughs> oh, on Sunday night. Russell Wilson, get out of my life. More like Nathaniel Hackett, get this out of my life. This by the way, more breaking news brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. The Mets lose Jacob DeGrom to Texas, but they get Justin Verlander. Ooh. Wow. That's tough. Two-time world champion, three-time Cy Young Award winner, H- Justin Verlander. Not happy about that, but he gave Headed it he up to throw ranks. So. To the Mets. All right, it is bowl season right around the corner. We know the date, December 20th. We know the time, 7 p.m. We know the network, ESPN. We know the location, Howard Schnellenberger Field at FAU Stadium. And now we know the teams. It is MAC champion Toledo, and it is independent powerhouse, soon-to-be Conference USA, Liberty. That'll be the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. And joining us to talk more about it is the executive director of the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, Doug Mosley, with us here on Ken Levick Alive. Doug, first of all, thanks for a couple of minutes. Congratulations. And what a unique matchup this is. We're we're accustomed to MAC champions being in this game, but to, to have a team like Liberty, the only other independent we've had is BYU a couple of years ago. Liberty comes in. They're going through a coaching change. Hugh Freeze just went to Auburn. Jamie Chadwell coming in. Uh, this could be maybe the most even matchup we've seen in this game. You know, it should be exciting. And um, even with uh, Jamie Chadwell on his way to I've been really impressed with Jason Aldrich, who's going to be the interim, who's yep. going to be the head coach for the bowl game. Um, we had him in a, uh, a media Zoom press conference last night. And I came away like, wow, this guy is uh, he's, hes really impressive. You know, they are excited to be in this game. They understand what they're up against with Toledo. Uh, they know that uh, Toledo is going to bring one of the best defenses that they'll see, and they've got a great offense of their own. They, um, I know they're uh, they're appreciating the break because they have a lot of injuries to heal up from, but you know the indications we're seeing is is that uh, they'll be in good shape come game day, and of course Toledo they are going to be stout. Toledo with that defense, Liberty with that offense. Toledo, this is their second time in the game. They beat Temple a number of years ago. Um, uh, Theo, real quick, do you remember who the Temple coach was when Toledo beat them in uh, the uh, RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl? Uh, I think it was some guy that coached the Panthers for a little bit. I forget. Yeah. His, Matt Rule. Matt, Matt Rule. Rule, yeah, that's right. Theo is a huge, huge <laughs> Matt Rule fan. Uh, how does this process work out, Doug, when uh, I'm sure that the weekend is crazy, the conference championship games are going on, you're in constant contact with conference contacts and school contacts. How does this come together where you get a game like Toledo and Liberty? Well, I mean, I, you know, literally when I went to bed on Saturday night, there were still eight teams at play. Um we were just trying to figure out who was going to be the best fit with who. Um, you know, I often describe this as kind of like, you know, a big dance of finding out who will dance with who. Because some won't dance with others. <laughs> some, you know, it's not a good matchup when you put them together. And, um, it, you know, that's that's probably as important of anything, you know, beyond just who the teams are. But how will they match up in a game? Because we want to make sure that we've got compelling television that we're offering on ESPN on that night. It's a primetime window. On a Tuesday night, we got a lead-in from the game out in Idaho. So, you know, we're looking forward to a lot of eyeballs on this ball game. Every year, this has been either like the top-ranked in terms of television Nielsen ratings of the uh, of the games that are on cable 
before Christmas. You know, we needed, it seems like we've been one, you know, I think one year we were three. But uh, it's, it's always been a very popular game. We get great teams down in here because they want to come down here. I mean, where else do you want to be? You want to be in Toledo, Lynchburg, when it's 80 degrees and sunny <laughs> in Boca Raton, Paul Beach County, Florida. So that's why we get great teams. They love to come down here. You know, Liberty, with the injuries they had at the end of the year, they felt like they didn't get the ending they wanted, losing to New Mexico State, another bowl-bound team, mm-hmm. um, in their last home game. And they are looking at this game, Coach Aldridge said last night, they're looking at this bowl game as kind of that, that topping to their year here. You know, they want to put a W on it to end. Liberty and Toledo, December 20th, 7 p.m., roofclaim.com, Boca Raton Bowl. I do want to ask you, Doug, the executive director of the game, Doug Mosley, with us here on Ken Levicka Live. You mentioned the weather. That's obviously a, a, a big draw for these teams. It's why Toledo's so pumped to come back. It's why Liberty's going to bring a big, big crowd and a big following down to, uh, to, to Boca Raton. But Every year, ESPN has provided either a prime time or a standalone opportunity for this game. They put a lot of stock in it. For a game that's still relatively new, we're still younger than a decade old, why does ESPN put so much trust in the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl? Why does it give the prime opportunities to it and, and bring some of the best teams to this game? Uh, what, do you, what do you suspect is the reason why ESPN says, yeah, we're a huge believer in this game, and it's why it's not at 2 o'clock on a Thursday. It's why it's not a 4th or 5th place team in a league coming down here on a regular basis. Well, that's an easy answer. It's because this is where the teams want to come. Each year, from year one, I mean, if you remember our first year, we were the only game outside of the New Year's Six that had two conference champions when we had Marshall University from Conference USA then and Northern Illinois from the MAC. You know, into our ninth year, this will be the eighth time that we've had a conference champion play in our game and the only time they've lost is when they played. We had two conference champions playing each other, so it's a game where champions like to come to. They they love to be down in this area. I mean, let's face it: who who doesn't want to be here? Then it's why we all live here, right? Because that is just prime time of the year for us. But the other part of it is, is that man, it's a recruiting trip, and there are like you know, arguably between here, Louisiana, Texas, California, the best high school football players in the nation and they're right here just all around us so when they come down here they treat it as a recruiting trip and they make sure that these these uh, prospective student athletes know they're here every year every team has taken at least one kid back with them i I mean they don't take them with them on the plane (laughs) let me correct that they sign them and put them on their team i mean it's amazing to see you know northern illinois never forget they come down here that first year recruit like crazy in the area because people got to see him play and then when they came back a few years later the kids they recruited on that first trip are now playing on that trip on that second team that came from NIU so you know that's that's the other big thing and then you know I mean this is an area that's used to you know putting out the the great hospitality I mean so much of our economy is based around you know tourism visitors and such that you know our hotels are above the line everywhere you go around here the things to do, the sights, the beach, I mean, all of that. That's all the kind of things that really resonate well with these teams, and that's why the good teams want to come here. 
It is the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. It's not just the game, too. It's the fan fest before the game. It's the tailgating. It's the partners involved. It's the concerts pregame. Everything happening in the county in the week leading up to the game. RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. It is Toledo, and it is Liberty, December 20th, 7 p.m. FAU Stadium for tickets, TheBocaRatonBowl.com. TheBocaRatonBowl.com. And it goes without saying, Doug, this is the premier college football sport sporting event and sporting event in Palm Beach County? Well, I don't want to get into it with, with our friends at the Honda or Major League Baseball spring <laughs> trading people or, or actually the biggest economic draw of all sports in Palm Beach County is is the equestrians uh, uh, events out in, uh, out in the western part, well, out in Wellington and such. So I appreciate the uh, praise, but uh, I do want to you know, I'm also on the sports commission, so I need to recognize <laughs> that uh, I need to be a little political here. <laughs> That's all right. If anybody complains, just tell them I'm the hype man for the game. It's okay. There I can say go. whatever I want here. Uh, Roofclaim.com, Boca Raton Bowl. <laughs> Doug, awesome stuff. Uh, congratulations again, and looking forward to the next couple of weeks, and really looking forward to, to getting this game off and having a great experience. We'll talk soon, okay? Thanks so much, guys. That is Doug Mosley, executive director of the RoofClaim.com, Boca Raton Bowl, RoofClaim.com, Boca Raton Bowl. By the way, more breaking news, Theo, brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. You need some music for all this breaking news? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. So we've already covered that the Dolphins are getting flexed again. The Dolphins and Bills, week 15, will be Sunday night, just like Dolphins Chargers is next week. Uh, Justin Verlander is now a New York Met, and... Anthony Richardson, according to ESPN, has declared for the NFL draft. Um, Are we grading that? Yeah, go ahead and grade that if you could, Stone. All right, yeah, no problem. Oh. (laughs) Um, Anthony Richardson has all the tools as far as how good a quarterback he is. I'm actually with you, Stone. I'm not quite sure that man is a first-round pick. Yeah, you got to go down the uh, list of NFL teams, right, all 32 of them, and ask yourself, which one could use Anthony Richardson right now? And the answer is none of them. He, <laughs> like Tyler Van Dyke, should stay that extra year. A little odd. I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily like that decision at all. Uh, let's, um, when we come back, when we come back, I'm going to give you guys the choice of what you want to discuss. Do you want to discuss the most frustrating thing from the Dolphins' laws yesterday? Do you want to discuss whether or not the playoff committee got it right? Do you want to have a dog crap Monday? You guys tell me. We pick it now or we pick it after? Pick it now. Pick it now so I can actually properly prepare. Let's go Dolphins. Let's go Dolphins, Niners. Oh, wow. Most frustrating. All right, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Dolphins, we, we can Niners. go Dolphins. I definitely had that third on my list, but yeah. – uh, but uh, <laughs> Let's go, Dolphins. Oh, man. Stone just backed down so hard from You don't Theo. want to talk about it. That was really sad. Uh, let me tell you about Greenway <laughs> Kia West Palm Beach. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach is where I got my Kia K5 GT, and that is where you are going to have the best car buying experience you've ever had. And a lot of places say that. Oh, this financing. Oh, this election. Oh, these deals. Well, Greenway Kia West Palm Beach has all of those. Make no mistake. They're checking all those boxes, and they're so easy to get to. Military trail half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport, but not every dealership has the credit clinic 
on site. The bank reps that are there where you sit down and they say, don't worry, Mr. or Mrs., we are going to keep running this credit. Oh, but my credit's so bad, I knew I shouldn't have done this. No, 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 don't say that. That's blasphemous. No, 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 no. We are going to help you. We are going to make sure at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach that your monthly payment is not going to break you. It is not going to put you into dire straits. It doesn't matter how bad your credit is. They want you off the lot in a Kia automobile, and man, do they work for you, and that is why I love them at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. They also service all makes and models at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. So easy to get to. Military Trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport, and don't you dare think that your credit is so poor that you can't get yourself a dependable vehicle, one of those great Kias at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Check out the selection online, GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com, then head on over. That's Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. When we return, much to the despair of Stone Labanowitz. What was the most frustrating part of the Dolphins' loss yesterday? And while I'm frustrated, I also need some of you to sack up a little bit. Mm. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. My sweet Lord, Theo Dorsey, more breaking news brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. This one comes from Shefty. The Dolphins are signing former number one overall pick Eric Fisher and in a corresponding move placing starting offensive tackle Austin Jackson on injured reserve. So the Dolphins are going to get Eric Fisher. Man, when you started off with former number one overall pick, and the Dolphins are signing, and knowing that Tua did technically leave the game with an ankle injury. <laughs> oh, would you And stop? knowing that the Carolina Panthers finally <laughs> cut ties <laughs> with oh my God. Stone Labanowitz's favorite player, the number one pick in our fantasy football draft, Baker Mayfield. Oh. I, I got a little nervous. <laughs> I, I got to be honest. If, if, that, if that tweet was <laughs> Baker Mayfield signed by the Miami Dolphins, I would simply walk onto uh, I-95. You would do what I did when the Panthers traded a, an actual draft pick Just for Baker Mayfield. Just turn my back. By the way, Baker Mayfield's definitely, who was released today by the Panthers, is going to the 49ers, right? Like, that has to happen. I mean, undoubtedly, what man. Are you, what are we you think, doing? You think what are we doing? Christian McCaffrey obviously is going to get in John Lynch's ear and tell him that, hey, we have a really capable quarterback <laughs> right now on the bench in Carolina. Do you, do you know how pissed Christian McCaffrey no, would not. be? If he just got freed, just like I did, he just got freed from the shackles of the Carolina Panthers, and they trotted that dude back oh, in. Because because Brock Purdy is a lot better than Baker Mayfield, right? He oh, better but, against that Dolphins defense. But, man, <laughs> Brock, Brock Purdy, I mean, it doesn't take much to torch no. the Dolphins defense, unfortunately. But I thought for sure, Theo, Brock Purdy has the feel of someone that Stone would absolutely yeah. fall in love with. What's up, Stone? No, I, I'm more so, I thought it was, first of all, I thought it was really impressive what Brock Purdy yes. was doing. But it was more so a knock on Jimmy G, that somebody can come in, know the playbook well enough, and, you know, check the ball down and dice up that Miami Dolphins defense. I think Baker Mayfield can offer a lot more Ooh. than both of those guys. So, Art, be honest, though. Ken, I'm about to get really mad right now. We just uh, watched Baker Mayfield play this year. We good. just watched him with the Carolina Panthers play. <laughs> we just watched him with Christian McCaffrey already play. He's been begging for Kyle Shanahan. He's been begging no, for a guy like that. No, because Baker Mayfield gets in his own way. He thinks he's better than what he is. You need Brock Purdy, a guy who knows to check it down 
and give the ball to McCaffrey or Debo on these slants or whatever the hell they're doing, the wheel routes, then Baker He's, Mayfield is going to throw a bunch of interceptions. Why would I, you want that? I'm more so putting stock in uh, Kyle is. Shanahan than I am Kevin Stefanski yeah. or Matt Rule or these yeah. guys who haven't set him up for success. When will y'all learn? <laughs> Why would you give Baker Mayfield another shot? All right, if he, I'll just announce this. If he does if he does get picked up by John Lynch and the 49ers, I am a new San Francisco 49ers fan. I'll just voice I'm it right here. I'm scratching my eyes out. Baker Mayfield to the San Francisco 49ers? I like it. I I give it a B minus. If this happens, (laughs) if this legitimately happens, this will be worse than Adam Gase getting a job with the Jets after failing with the Dolphins. This will be worse than that. That is bold. Because we've seen it. We just saw it this year. I'm done. I'm done. Um, by the way, I lied about the Dolphins getting flexed week 15 on Sunday the 18th. It's actually Saturday, December 17th Ooh. on NFL Network. The Dolphins and the Bills flexed to prime time at 8.15. Baker Mayfield. Bakey. Is he, is he late onset Josh Rosen? I hated that, <laughs> I hated that uh, proposal from you on the uh, bird app there, yeah. Mr. Ken. At KLV 106.3. I just feel like maybe he's, uh, he's as bad as Josh Rosen. It just came on a little later. He's not good. He, he's not good at fo- like what so Baker Mayfield when he played starting quarterback this year with DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson in the Carolina Panthers offense which I guess isn't that good but a good offensive line like solid weapons around him he was the worst quarterback in the NFL why do we think that would change weeks later in a new system in San Francisco like what would be the evidence to say Kyle Shanahan Kyle Shanahan what? Debo. Kyle Shanahan, Debo, Christian McCaffrey, right, these well, guys. If Kyle Shanahan is the answer, then how about we stick with Brock Purdy, who just won you a football game and That's who knows the system already? The 22-year-old from Iowa State? Yeah. No, give me Baker Mayfield. Give me the guy that has continuously failed. And he's a pain in the ass. And he sucks to be around. <laughs> mm, it's tough, but Kyle Shanahan is what he's been looking for <laughs> his entire career. <laughs> well, okay, maybe, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. maybe just maybe... Maybe just maybe Theo can use this as ammunition because what I'm going to do, and Theo, I don't mean any disrespect. Um, I know that you had had put in the vote to talk about Dolphins' frustrations, yes. but I do think <laughs> that we can cover those in a dog crap Monday here on Kepovic Alive. I'm going to take the keys for a moment, and uh, this, obviously, it dog crap Monday is right Inspired by Robert Sala describing the Zach Wilson-led offense a number of weeks ago as dog bleep. And so, you know what? We're going to latch on to that. Thank you, Coach Sala. It is a dog crap Monday here on Ken Levick Alive. What was the most dog crap performance of the weekend in sports? What was the most dog crap sports performance of the weekend? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. Thank you to Coach Shala. It is a dog crap Monday here on Ken Levick Alive. And I'll start real quick just to set the dog crap tone and get us going on the Dolphins as well. That defense going against Brock Purdy did not look like it had a clue. And I understand that the defense has struggled all year long. But, man, how you don't get any pressure on Brock Purdy is beyond me. The Dolphins continue to play cover zero, which um, it's been it's been <laughs> figured out. Josh Boyer, defensive coordinator, they figured it out, okay? The 49ers had it figured out. Purdy just picked apart the Dolphins' defense. This is not good enough, and that's what's ultimately going to hold up the Dolphins, and that as as uncharacteristically off as Tua was yesterday, he still, to me, played well enough for the Dolphins to have won that game. You let Brock Purdy 
beat you. That was not good enough. That was super frustrating. The Dolphins' defense, that was my dog crap performance of the weekend. There is no way that that should have happened. And, hey, um, Bradley Chubb, anytime you want to show up <laughs> since the Dolphins paid you, <laughs> I would be okay with Don't that. Don't do that. Bradley Chubb had a – where is he? I, I saw all of these tweets the last few weeks. Bradley Chubb making plays. He had the big sack fumble. I uh, lost my Chubb, and I don't know where it went. Oh, yeah, I mean, but it's tough because they are putting their best guy on him. Like they are following Bradley Chubb. So. Okay, but I need him to be. Do I that. need. I need. I need more Chubb. I need him to be less flaccid. I need more Chubb. <laughs> He's going soft right now. Personally. Oh yeah, my he God. is. He he has gone completely soft. You know who who's also gone soft is uh, well okay let me not say he's gone soft but Tua Tungabailoa's performance yesterday was a head scratcher to say the very okay least. but he's he has gone through throw. he's gone through a whole season of just being on the money you know what it looked like to me for Tua and again I don't think he's the reason he lost but you know that the anti Tua contingent is just feasting mm. today because they're waiting for those things he still was eighteen of thirty three two ninety five and two touchdowns he did have the two picks he had the fumble. He did not look like he trusted what he had on the edges with his offensive line. And that's on him because I did not think the protection was that poor. Yeah, I, I almost agree with you. There were a lot of ghost pressures, and that yeah, is your eyes getting kind of dancing. weary, and you start yeah. to let balls out earlier. You saw some. But I want to say this, and this is really weak by me, but I, I, I feel like some of it plays a role. When Jimmy G goes out of that game and you realize you're now competing with a rookie, like it's almost like – Maybe you played down to the competition. Maybe the guys on the defense were like, oh, we're going to eat this kid alive. And we saw what happened after that. They just kind of weren't ready yesterday. Well, that's the thing. The defense, the defense, in the Dolphins' defense, instead of realizing we have a golden opportunity to make this kid feel super uncomfortable, mm-hmm. they blew it. Whereas the, the 49ers' defense realized, wait, we're going against a top NFL offense, and we need to bring it. And Nick Bosa turned up his level of play to elite there's your difference right there. Tua didn't feel comfortable. And again, his protection wasn't wasn't terrible. I thought that the backup tackles did a commendable job. But Nick Bosa just turned his level of play up to a different level, made Tua think about it. Tua was tap dancing, like you said. The ball was coming out too early, and he was missing on throws that he's made all season long. But I refuse to sit here and levy any sort of meaningful criticism at Tua when he has been nails all season long. Stop it. Stop it, you people. You are just the worst waiting for Tua to fail. It's really unbecoming of human nature to see how people are celebrating today over Tua's poor game, which honestly, statistically, definitely not even bottom half of the weekend in the NFL. Yeah, I think Tua had maybe his worst game. Well, really, it was his worst game of the season against one of the best defenses in yeah. the NFL. Shocking. Yes. And it was a, a playoff team. It was a team where his current head coach and play caller was going up against the squad right. that literally knows his every move because he was just there last year. So it's it, it it was a tough spot for the Dolphins. It was on the road. It was a loss that looks more lopsided than, than what it actually was. I'm not too up in arms about it. I'm actually most disappointed in some of the Dolphins fans I've seen on Twitter oh. that were panicking a bit. Like, oh, it's relax. ridiculous. Like, listen, this is a 17-game season. The Dolphins went on the road against the NFL's top offense, a playoff team in San Francisco, and oh, 
lost a game. Whoa! Yeah. Oh, my God, that never <laughs> happens. You go on the road against a playoff team and you lose? Holy hell, season over. It's dead. What are Dolphins fans doing? And I think what's happened is everybody is so on edge because you're in this division race with the Bills. You desperately want the Dolphins on a national stage to to, to, to shut up the people who still think that the Dolphins are maybe a little bit fluky. There's always the, we need Tua to succeed and and shut up the haters, and the Dolphins lose the game, and there's this anger that comes out because you're, you know what's coming from the detractors. Just ignore it, and you're still in the division race. The Dolphins are fine. I'll say this, too. If the Dolphins lose the next two at L.A., at Buffalo, you know what? I still feel good about them going to the playoffs and being a problem in the playoffs. Like, enough already. Yeah, I think one of the, or at least some of the criteria of our jobs right now is to attack the narrative that, oh, well, they finally played a real defense in the NFL. And, like, that's the narrative that's getting pushed around. I think more so we have to not attack each other as Dolphins fans yeah. and kind of go after that we have seen good defenses this year and we have put up numbers against them. That's what I'm most scared of because that's all I've seen on my timeline is, oh, look what happened. You guys finally played a real defense. Fred Warner looked like he knew every single play yeah. that they were running out there. Oh, like, so good. He was just floating in the spots, yeah. in the zone spots. That, like He knew that he used to get torched on in practice every day against Mike McDaniel. So I thought it was interesting. I, I just I don't understand how the Dolphins uh, beat the Bills. The Dolphins beat the Ravens, who have uh, progressively gotten better and better defensively all year. They're now uh, nearing the top ten. And uh, they win, and it's crickets. And then they lose to the 49ers, the number one defense in the NFL. Number one. And suddenly, what's wrong with the Dolphins? They went against the number one defense in the NFL. That was the problem. And it was on the road. And it was against... The their coach's mentor. Like, how hard is this to stomach for people? I don't know, man. I, and we keep saying number one defense. I think Sunday night the the uh, Cowboys having their way with the uh, Woo, coaching man. coaching prodigy Jeff Saturday. They they have some. Uh, they want to put their hand up and, and, and maybe step into yeah. that you conversation. Ta- you, you talking about the Colts team that uh, kneeled it out, <laughs> kneeled it out with 58 seconds to go in the fourth quarter, took a knee. Bro, that was the most embarrassing <laughs> Sunday night football he game I've ever watched. He was ready for that to end. He was like, guys, let's just get off the field, man. It was a close game for like two, two and a half quarters and or so. And then it wasn't in a hurry. <laughs> oh, boy, that was a dog crap fourth quarter. For the Colts last night. My God. I mean, it went from, you're right, it went from a a two-score game to 54, 54 Dallas Cowboys points in the snap of a finger. What was the dog crap performance of the weekend on a dog crap Monday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Where are you tossing your dog crap, Theo? Well, I have to toss it to whoever the heck was supposed to be guarding Anthony Davis because... How in the hell hell in 2022 do you let Anthony Davis drop 55 on you, a double nickel? That that just feels impossible. How can you say that when a Milwaukee Bucks team, a team known for their defense, let them drop 45 a couple of nights ago? It's sick. It's sick. I'm happy for Anthony Davis. I I just think that allowing Anthony Davis in Mm. the the year of the Lord 2022 to drop 55 I got a question for you, though. It's insane. Are the Lakers back? <laughs> I, you know, Stone, Stone and Ken, obviously I'm teeing him up right now. Uh-huh. He has, he's not going to get many opportunities to uh, have a, a parade or a celebration about his Los Angeles Lakers. Who mm-hmm. he, he's forced to They're watch. not even his Lakers. It's his LeBron. It's don't his LeBron. You're right. And LeBron was out, so I'm not you, sure why you watch. You don't think I've built a relationship? LeBron last night dropped 30. 
Oh, LeBron came back. Yeah. Bron Bron came back, and, 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 and Anthony Davis still had the double nickel. You can tell he, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, and you think that I uh, haven't built a relationship with Mr. Lonnie Walker or Mr. <laughs> Austin Reeves right now? Like, come on. These are, these are my boys. Those are your boys by association. They're associates. LeBron is your man. Yeah, 100%. So, the, the Lakers have won four in a row. They beat the Nets. They beat the Pistons. They beat the Bucks, And they beat the Wizards. It's impressive. It's good. 55 for Anthony Davis is, sick, man. is <laughs> it, at least it's proof that he has a pulse, and that's good. But they're not back yet. They're not back back. But is this their best sustained stretch of play over the last, like, two years? 1,000%. Yeah. They <laughs> yeah. all look healthy. They're playing defense as much as we're talking about. Get, I'm sorry, I said we. As, as much as, you know, the media out there and stuff <laughs> is, is so talking. About, four man, four get, man still <laughs> About getting rid of Patrick Beverly. Like, we're finally playing. Sorry, the Lakers are finally playing defense, <laughs> and, it, and it's man. it's really cool to see. I stayed up from wire to wire. Really big win. Stone is going to have to remain seated because I think if he stood up, uh, he might be pitching a tent. <laughs> as excited as he is about these Lakers. <laughs> He's Bradley Chubb. Uh, what, uh, what, what is the dog crap performance of the weekend? For me, it's the Dolphins' defense letting Brock Purdy beat them. Nothing to do with Tua. It's the Dolphins' defense. That's why they lost yesterday. Uh, for Theo, it's the Washington Wizards' defense allowing 55 mm. to AD. What's your dog crap performance of the weekend? Big homie, give us your dog crap, sir. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They were watching the Eagles beat the dog crap out of the uh-huh. They delivered a big pile of dog crap to the Tennessee Titans. Yesterday. I, I, I got to say, big homie, um, it, what what the Eagles did, just surgically dicing up that Titans team and Jalen Hurts for going nearly 400 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, that's as good a performance as you're going to get, especially against that Titans team who should have beaten Kansas City in KC a few weeks ago. AJ Brown, my goodness. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill was their lead rusher. I've been here for the past since the Washington game. How we couldn't stop the run, we couldn't stop the run. But Derrick Henry had 30 rushing yards yesterday. Mm. And that's the number one running back in the NFL, most people would say, right? Yes, sir. So I would think uh, that our run defense will be just fine. And uh, the road to the Super Bowl will be going through Philadelphia. Mm. Kind of feels like it. Kind of mm. feels like it. Oh, hey, hey, let's talk about, hey, uh, last thing. Florida State should be in the top four. We're the only other team that's <laughs> undefeated in the SEC. Peace uh, oh, out. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Get him out. Get him out. Hey, he did. Florida State did beat. Now Big 12 head coach, Scott Satterfield. 100% they did. Florida State looks good. I have a really good uh, nomination for Dog Crap Monday. Mr. What's your What's your dog crap, Stone? <clears throat> Mr. Uh, Mr. 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 Patrick Mahomes here oh for, for, for taking that loss I just, to a really good Bengals team. How many completions did you have, Mr. Patrick? That'd be 16. How many touchdowns did you have? Oh you usually go for God. two, three, or four. No, one. And you guys lost to a Bengals team, a surging Bengals team. Look. I thought it was really good for the Dolphins. I was like, wow, Kansas City's going to go down and give the Finns an opportunity to take first place? I thought Patrick Mahomes kind of let that fan base down. Chiefs Kingdom kind of worrying right now. Oh, Theo, are, do are you think worried? that Patrick Mahomes let, <laughs> let Chiefs Kingdom down as no, a whole? No, Patrick Mahomes didn't let us down mm. because last time I checked, it's December. And until, <laughs> and I know the Bengals did it last year, but until they can beat us in the playoffs again, again, it's not panic time. Nine and three. Still in the race to get the one seed yep. and home field advantage and the bye. I am not concerned with a regular season loss to the Bengals.
Oh, who else has a regular season loss to the Bengals, by the way? Primetime, Thursday Night Football? That, that game you is Baltimore. You win backup quarterback. It was 7-6 to six in the second quarter well, when Tua went well, out. Well, to be fair, Patrick Mahomes was playing like a backup quarterback. So that's... <laughs> <laughs> but, I, again, this is this is where, and I think that Stone throwing his dog crap at Patrick Mahomes, I we, we have such heavy expectations for these guys, Mahomes yeah. and Tua, when they look above average. I make no mistake. If the Panthers were consistently getting Tua's eighteen of thirty-three, two ninety-five, two touchdowns, two interceptions, the Panthers would be a happy football team yeah. right now. But when you're in the middle of a of a, a title race, those are the things like Mahomes and Tua that hurt. But you're going up against quality opponents, teams that are playing well, playing their best football. This is the NFL, and this is seventeen weeks. This is a seventeen week season. If you're going to hyperventilate and you are are going to bash your head through drywall after one loss after a five game winning streak this has to stop you're not you're not about this you you should probably just tune out because you're not going to survive the next five weeks yeah i agree and i think with that being said i was pretty much kidding because my real nomination would be mr uh mr russell wilson mr russell wilson not being able to get it done against (laughs) tyler huntley Hollandale's finest. Lamar Jackson goes out, sprains his knee in the first quarter, and oh, it's a lock, right? Russell Wilson can beat this team. Uh, well, Tyler Huntley leads a game-winning drive with a couple minutes left, and Mr. Russell Wilson and these Broncos are like 3-9 and nine or just one of the most disgusting teams Nathaniel in the NFL. Nathaniel Hackett is so fired. <laughs> but all right, is so fired. Is, he didn't throw right. a touchdown. He, he didn't throw a touchdown. No. Is Russell Wilson... He, it's the worst contract. In, well, I guess Deshaun Watson might still have a hand in this one. But, but is there any way to salvage it? Like, can they bring in someone that's going to uh, maximize whatever? No. Right? Here's the thing. Oh, I don't know, I know what, somebody. I don't know what Russ is. I don't know who. Scott Satterfield? Oh, I thought. Okay, I thought you were talking about quarterback. quarterback. Talking about coach, yeah, I don't have it. I don't have a uh, nomination. Oh, I thought, so, who, who can you bring in to help Russ? What is Russ? Have? Baker Mayfield. Oh, uh, yeah. no, no, I'm saying Russ. <laughs> yeah. Who can salvage Russ? Or is Russ irrevocably broken? Like there's no, he's lost all ability to play quarterback. I would. I think that it's closer to the latter. I don't think you can bring in somebody that can fix him if he can't. He's consistently scoring single digits. Yep. I just, but what I don't understand like, is two years ago he was a front runner first half of the season for MVP. What happened? I don't know, man. Maybe Pete Carroll is better than than uh, Geno Smith played really well yesterday. Yeah, I mean, like, it's a constant question. It's a it's a constant question being asked. Was it Russ's fault because Geno Smith looks good? He's putting the ball down the field. <sighs> We've seen Tyler Lockett and the boys kind of voice out how they feel about the whole situation. It's odd, uh, but nine points, no touchdowns thrown. I don't know whose fault that is. I have to put it on Russ. It's been it's been what twelve games now. Yep. I think we can go yeah. ahead and say Russ is cooked. <laughs> That's crazy. I think it's over. I I can't think of any anything approaching by comparison Russell Wilson and the, the Albert Hainsworth <laughs> descent. Yeah, but again, it's not at the quarterback position. I like I just I don't know. This is wild, and someone's reputation just going to crap like this. I it's wild. Oh, one more thing, one more dog crap I want to throw out there. All the football fans who during the group stages of uh, the World Cup saying, "How does anybody watch this crap? It can end in a tie. Oh, how do you watch this stuff?" May I present to you yesterday's Giants Commanders game. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed your tie, you dopey mouth breathers. <laughs> I mean, to the defense, it was a really good football game, oh, right? Oh, I, Ta- I knew it. Taylor Heineke. So, Taylor so Heineke. was the U.S. and England. That was a really good football match, but people still scorned that. Yeah, no, I hear your, I hear your argument most definitely. But at least those people watching the Commanders Giants had a game-winning, well, a 
game winning or a game Miss, tying I drive, miss. a game tying drive from Taylor Heineke to even extend the game. But ah, yes. I hear your argument loud and clear, to be honest. I think what I think in my conspiracy brain is cooking is that the NFC East is just trying to make sure all of its teams <laughs> finish with a winning record. So the Commanders and Giants couldn't figure out who needed to win this one because of the rest of schedule and all. So they were just like, let's tie it. Let's tie it. We'll punt on this week and we'll keep it going. They're both two games above 500 right now. Giants fans, I know you had that seven and it was seven and one, right? They had a seven and one start. Yes. Um, you had a seven and one start, but I, I, Giants fans, I hate to to spring this on you. The Jets are better than you. <laughs> they just are. Yeah, they had a they real opportunity, a real opportunity for Mike White to go win that game two times yesterday in the red zone. Hey, your your Canes boy blew it. He did that. He he most definitely did. That's what he gets for changing sides. He was all on Zach Wilson's train. Now he's on this Mike White train. He dropped a game winning touchdown catch. In the end zone on fourth down, it was really tough to see. More like Braxton and Berrios. Boom. <laughs> Ooh, roasted. That was quick. Yeah. But but he'll he'll always be in good graces with me because of the FSU catch. So, um, you yeah. know, I covered Frank, that game, too. That was a fun one. Ken, speaking of, of Canes, and it just kind of threw my mind to college football, one more dog crap performance of the week. Is that Mr. Sure. Lincoln Riley in the USC Trojans? Oh, don't oh do man. That. Yeah, USC don't was bad. They quit, right? They quit in the <laughs> second half. They won as that soon. That defense quit, quit. I think as soon as everybody on the sideline saw Caleb Williams limping off of the field, yeah. it was white flag time. And that's weird to uh, see because this is one of the biggest opportunities I think this team, Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams, is going to have in the near coming future. That was I, really, really tough. Can you? Can someone explain to me the piling on of Caleb Williams? Was it the the nail polisher, whatever the letters he had that's on, his, on yeah. his nails? Like, what That'll is that it. though? Like, who cares? Well, why does that matter to you? And then they're gonna they're gonna crap on him for crying, but then Duggan for TCU gets to the podium, he's crying, mm-hmm. and and uh, we don't have that same energy. Like, what is that? It, 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 you're you're right on. We do not have the same energy. It's just it, Caleb it's the, Williams didn't lose that game for USC. No, not at all. A lack of Caleb, a uh, uh, healthy Caleb Williams is why USC fell out of that game. One hundred percent. It was tough. Kyle really good, a uh, really good coach, and Utah's a really good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's talk about the college football playoff. Let me let, let's take a break. Well, let me first tell you about Baptist Health Orthopedic Care one more time. They have their team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit BaptistHealth.net/ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care, visit baptishealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptishealth.net slash ortho. That's Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Uh, Stone, Hugh Freeze to Auburn. How are you grading that? You're really going to give me the 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 opportunity to do that i think I, you you're should the because one in control. you know how i feel about this i don't you really you're the one in control giving me the reins here all right fine oh, now man. grade grade Hugh Freeze in sexual assault victims <laughs> dms oh my god grade that okay <laughs> then we're on the same page <laughs> we're all good when we come back i can't believe it the college football playoff committee resisted the urge to get tied drunk. Oh, I can't believe it. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Jeanette from Location Unknown 
as she's all places at all times. Texted us in the break, it's dog crap. She's throwing her dog crap at Jimmy G's foot. Jimmy Garoppolo's broken foot out for the year. That's not because of football purposes though. That's because she just wants to see his face on TV every week. I don't, but the thing is, like, just, just go to his Instagram page. I'm sure he has a TikTok or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's all it takes. That's all it takes. Sorry, uh, you heard Howard, my dog in the background. Again, I'm at the uh, Lavica Estate in uh, North Broward. Um, let me tell you real quick about Stormhouse Brewing in uh, North Palm Beach. Stormhouse Brewing, North Palm, US 1, half mile south of PGA Boulevard. Craft Brewery, full food menu. It's like the Sasquatch of craft breweries because, again, craft brewery, beers crafted, brewed on site, and a full food menu. That is unheard of. Rare air there at Stormhouse Brewing. Go watch soccer. Go watch NFL Sunday ticket. They're a Palm Beach Gators watch location. Check out the bowl game at Stormhouse Brewing. Stormhouse Brewing. Josh, Preston, all my guys up there. That's the best place to go, Craft Brewery, Palm Beach County. Just believe that. Stormhousebrewing.com, US 1, half mile south of PGA Boulevard. Always something going on at Stormhouse Brewing. Um, I missed uh, a couple of uh, places I wanted to throw my dog crap on this Dog Crap Monday on Ken Levick Alive. Biggest dog crap performance sports-wise of the weekend. Again, inspired by Robert Sala and his description of Zach Wilson's offense with the Jets. Um, the United States defense, they're marking in the uh, round of 16 matchup against the Netherlands. Um, that was really poor. Air his name out. Let Tyler Adams hear it. Oh, not Tyler. Tyler mm. Adams Tyler Adams was at fault for the first yep. U.S. goal. He was loafing a bit. But, again, I'm not going to blame a guy who had uh, an unbelievable World Cup as, uh, as much as I'm going to blame a Serginio Dest who gave up the second goal and then a combination of Walker Zimmerman and Tim Ream who gave up the third goal. You get within a goal on a fluky goal, but fine. You have life. You're pressing, and then you just don't guard the back. You don't defend the back post. It was confusing because in any sport, like when the stakes are that high, that's typically when you play the most defense. These guys were acting like it wasn't that big of a game. Yeah. Like they were loafing. Like you said, it was so odd for me to watch this defense well, and what they I were doing. I think it was a mix of exhaustion. Sure. I think it was a mix of the Netherlands being precise. The U.S. has tried to be during this World Cup what Netherlands is, and that is a precise passing unit. The U.S. had the majority of the possession, but Netherlands far and away made the most of their opportunities, and that's the difference between a world-class team like the Netherlands and a team like the U.S. that is still trying to get there. Overall, I'm encouraged, but you can be disappointed as well because that is not the way you wanted to go out, and it turned out not to be a good matchup for the uh, the U.S. I wanted to ask you this, Theo, because you're in the TV world. Um, you're in the TV realm. Um, what do you make of uh, of TJ Holmes and Amy Robach at ABC? Good oh, morning, America. <laughs> so with the what's, what's going on there, man? I mean, TJ Holmes looks like that dude's us, been all through the production staff. Give at, us the uh, scoop, Theo. The funniest thing, and I can't <laughs> I can't speak too much on it because I have a, a source close to the situation. One of my buddies is a uh, is it TJ Holmes? No, no. <laughs> TJ's like, bro, bro, it is tough. It's tough with these women. Tough to manage these women. Or it says, or he says, it's too easy. Oh, yeah. it's too easy. It it's is like, way, bro, I got seems, three more. I got three more. It's not just Amy. Way too easy, man. But to be honest with you, the funniest part about all of it is is how how much of a name these guys have now because nobody, even though they were on yeah. GMA, yeah. nobody knew them like that. 
and now everybody knows them. Bro. So I'm not sure if it's good or bad it, for the brand. I had never even heard of Good Morning America. Three. <laughs> I only knew of the two of them because they were occasionally on Good Morning America. I didn't yeah. know they had GMA3. And today, I fully intended to actually watch it, and then ABC took them off the air. I think this is great. I want to see more TJ Holmes, Amy Robach. I want to see him holding hands. I want to see, I see them give updates on their divorce proceedings. Like, let's go, man. Yeah, what's the phrase with the publicity called? No, what is it? No publicity nope. is... Any publicity is good publicity. Yeah. publicity. I don't know if that's it, but yeah, that was that's the one it. I was that's talking it. about. All publicity is good publicity. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's it. For sure. So I think it's good for them. Yeah. But I, I feel like they're getting a raw deal. Like they left their spouses and they're they're getting it in and they fine. They look so happy together too. Like who would break <laughs> that up? Who would break that up? Don't Far be it for me to break up a happy couple. You know what it is, Theo? It's something that Mr. Ken does not believe in, and that would be cancel culture, uh, right? People getting a little well, upset about I think what part they're of it, seeing. No, 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 no. It's not cancel culture. I think part of it is Good Morning America. You have a bunch of housewives watching every single day, <laughs> yeah. and they it's don't like gossip the, girls. the two philanderers that are philandering <laughs> with one another hosting that show. Um, uh, but, but for me, <laughs> as a non-housewife, I'm into it. I want to see <laughs> yeah. more. But I will say this. Uh, Theo Dorsey, proud employee of an NBC affiliate. Yeah. Um, maybe that stuff flies at ABC, but Savannah Guthrie would never. That's what I'm saying, dog. Never. Now, granted, this is the same network NBC that had Matt Lauer as an employee. He would. Hey, hey, hey. We, he we, we already swept that under the rug. That's right. That's right. Off, uh, off topic, guys. I'm sorry, but who's guarding John Morant tonight? Grizzlies, Miami Heat. Uh... Two-three zone. Hopefully not. <laughs> yeah. 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 Two-three zone. Get Can Tyler Hero it. just hide in the corner? I don't know. All right. We'll be doing this tomorrow. We'll be back. We'll talk college football then. I promise. He's Stone. That's Theo. I'm Ken. Bye-bye. Great. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. My sweet lord, Theo Dorsey. More breaking news brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. This one comes from Shefty. The Dolphins are signing former number one overall pick Eric Fisher. And in a corresponding move, placing starting offensive tackle Austin Jackson on injured reserve. So the Dolphins are going to get Eric Fisher. Man, when you started off with former number one overall pick, and the Dolphins are signing, and knowing that Tua did technically leave the game with an ankle injury. <laughs> oh, would you stop? And knowing that the Carolina Panthers finally cut ties. <laughs> oh, my God. Stone Labanowitz's favorite player, the number one pick in our fantasy football draft, Baker Mayfield. Oh. I, I got a little nervous. <laughs> I, I got to be honest. If, if, that, if that tweet was <laughs> Baker Mayfield signed by the Miami Dolphins, I would simply walk onto uh, – <laughs> I-95. You would do what I did when the Panthers traded a, an actual draft pick Just for Baker Mayfield. Just turn my back. By the way, Baker Mayfield's definitely, who was released today by the Panthers, is going to the 49ers, right? Like, that has to happen. I mean, undoubtedly, what man. Are you, what are we you doing? Think, you what think are we doing? Christian McCaffrey obviously is going to get in John Lynch's ear and tell him that, hey, we have a really capable quarterback <laughs> right now on the bench in Carolina. Do you, do you know how pissed Christian McCaffrey no, would not. be? If he just got freed, just like I did, he just got freed from the shackles of the Carolina Panthers, and they trotted that dude back in. Oh, 
Because because Brock Purdy is a lot better than Baker Mayfield, right? Oh, better but, against uh, that Dolphins defense. But man, <laughs> Brock Brock Purdy. I mean, it doesn't take much to torch no. the Dolphins defense, unfortunately. But I thought for sure, Theo, Brock Purdy has the feel of someone that Stone would absolutely yeah. fall in love with. What's up, Stone? No, I, I'm more so. I thought it was first of all, I thought it was really impressive what Brock Purdy yes. was doing. But it was more so a knock on Jimmy G that somebody can come in, know the playbook well enough, and you know check the ball down and dice up that Miami Dolphins defense. I think Baker Mayfield can offer a lot more no. than both of those guys. So, right, be honest, though. Ken, I'm about to get really mad right now. We just uh, watched Baker Mayfield play this year. Not we good. just watched him with the Carolina Panthers play. <laughs> we just watched him with Christian McCaffrey already play. He's been begging for Kyle Shanahan. He's been begging no. for a guy like that. No, because Baker Mayfield gets in his own way. He thinks he's better than what he is. You need Brock Purdy, a guy who knows to check it down and give the ball to McCaffrey or Debo on these slants or whatever the hell they're doing, the wheel routes then Baker Mayfield is going to throw a bunch of interceptions. Why would you want that? I'm more so putting stock in Kyle Shanahan than I am Kevin Stefanski or Matt Rule or these guys who haven't set him up for success. When will y'all learn? (laughs) Why would you give Baker Mayfield another shot? I'll just announce this. If he does, if he does get picked up by John Lynch and the 49ers, I am a new San Francisco 49ers fan. I'll just voice it right here. I'm scratching my eyes out. Baker Mayfield to the San Francisco 49ers? I like it. I I give it a B minus. If this happens, (laughs) if this legitimately happens, this will be worse than Adam Gase getting a job with the Jets after failing with the Dolphins. This will be worse than that. That is bold. Because we've seen it. We just saw it this year. It's the. I'm done. I'm done. Um, by the way, I lied about the Dolphins getting flexed week 15 on Sunday the 18th. It's actually Saturday, December 17th Ooh. on NFL Network. The Dolphins and the Bills flexed to prime time at 8.15. Baker Mayfield. Bakey. Is, is he is he late onset Josh Rosen? I hated that, <laughs> I hated that uh, proposal from you on the uh, bird app there, yeah. Mr. Ken. At KLV 106.3. I just feel like maybe he's, uh, he's as bad as Josh Rosen. It just came on a little later. He's not good. He, he's not good at – like what – so Baker Mayfield, when he played starting quarterback this year with D.J. Moore and Christian McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson in the Carolina Panthers offense, which I guess isn't that good, but a good offensive line, like solid weapons around him, he was the worst quarterback in the NFL. Why do we think that would change weeks later in a new system in San Francisco? Like what would be the evidence to say – Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. What? Debo. Kyle Shanahan, Debo, Christian McCaffrey, right, these well, guys. If Kyle Shanahan is the answer, then how about we stick with Brock Purdy, who just won you a football game well, and who knows the system already? The 22-year-old from Iowa State? Yeah. No, give me Baker Mayfield. Give me the guy that has continuously failed. And he's a pain in the ass. And he sucks to be around. <laughs> mm, it's tough, but Kyle Shanahan is what he's been looking for <laughs> his entire career. Well, <laughs> okay, maybe, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> okay. maybe just maybe... This maybe just maybe Theo can use this as ammunition because what I'm going to do, and Theo, I don't mean any disrespect. Um, I know that you had had put in the vote to talk about Dolphins' frustrations, yes. but I do think <laughs> that we can cover those in a dog crap Monday here on Kelvick Alive. I'm going to take the keys for a moment, and uh, this, obviously, in dog crap Monday is right Inspired by Robert Sala describing the Zach Wilson-led offense a number of weeks ago as dog bleep. And so, you know what? We're going to latch on to that. Thank you, Coach Sala. It is a dog crap Monday here on Ken Levick Alive. What was the most dog crap performance of the weekend in sports? What was the most dog crap sports performance of the weekend? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. 
Thank you to Coach Sala. It is a dog crap Monday here on Ken Levick Alive. And I'll start real quick just to set the dog crap tone and get us going on the Dolphins as well. That defense going against Brock Purdy did not look like it had a clue. And I understand that the defense has struggled all year long, but man, how you don't get any pressure on Brock Purdy is beyond me. The Dolphins continue to play cover zero, which um, it's been <laughs> it's been figured out. Josh Boyer, defensive coordinator, they figured it out, okay? The 49ers had it figured out. Purdy just picked apart the Dolphins' defense. This is not good enough, and that's what's ultimately going to hold up the Dolphins, and that, as, as uncharacteristically off as Tua was yesterday, he still, to me, played well enough for the Dolphins to have won that game. You let Brock Purdy beat you. That was not good enough. That was super frustrating. The Dolphins' defense, that was my dog crap performance of the weekend. There is no way that that should have happened. And hey, um, Bradley Chubb, anytime you want to show up <laughs> since the Dolphins paid you, <laughs> I would be okay with Don't that. Don't do that. Bradley Chubb had a few... Where is he? I saw all of these tweets the last few weeks. Bradley Chubb making plays. He had the big sack fumble. I uh, lost my Chubb, and I don't know where it went. Oh. Yeah, but it's tough because they are putting their best guy on him. Like, they are following Bradley Chubb. Okay, but I need him to be – I need need more Chubb. I need him to be less flaccid. I need more Chubb. He's going soft right now. Oh, yeah, my he God. is. He he has gone completely soft. You know who who's also gone soft is uh, well. Okay, let me not say he's gone soft, but Tua Tungabailoa's performance yesterday was a head scratcher to say the very okay, least. Okay, but he's he has Those gone through bro. he's gone through a whole season of just being on the money. You know what looked like to me for Tua, and again, I don't think he's the reason he lost, but you know that the anti-Tua contingent is just feasting mm. today because they're waiting for those things. He still was 18 of 33, 295 and two touchdowns. He did have the two picks. He had the fumble. He did not look like he trusted what he had on the edges with his offensive line, and that's on him because I did not think the protection was that poor. Yeah, I, I almost agree with you. There were a lot of ghost pressures, and that yeah, is your eyes getting kind of dancing. weary, and you start yeah. to let balls out earlier. You saw some. But I want to say this, and this is really weak by me, but I, I, I feel like some of it plays a role. When Jimmy G goes out of that game and you realize you're now competing with a rookie, like it's almost like maybe you played down to the competition. Maybe the guys on the defense were like, oh, we're going to eat this kid alive. And we saw what happened after that. They just kind of weren't ready yesterday. Well, that's the thing. The defense, the defense, in the Dolphins' defense, instead of realizing we have a golden opportunity to make this kid feel super uncomfortable, mm-hmm. they blew it. Whereas the, the 49ers' defense realized, wait, we're going against a top NFL offense and we need to bring it. And Nick Bosa turned up his level of play to elite. There's your difference right there. Tua didn't feel comfortable. And again, his protection wasn't wasn't terrible. I thought that the backup tackles did a commendable job. But Nick Bosa just turned his level of play up to a different level, made Tua think about it. Tua was tap dancing, like you said. The ball was coming out too early, and he was missing on throws that he's made all season long. But I refuse to sit here and levy any sort of meaningful criticism at Tua when he has been nails all season long. Stop it. Stop it, you people. You are just the worst waiting for Tua to fail. It's really unbecoming of human nature to see how people are celebrating today over Tua's poor game, which honestly, statistically, definitely not even bottom half of the weekend in the NFL. Yeah, I think Tua had 
maybe his worst game. Well, really, it was his worst game of the season against one of the best defenses in yeah. the NFL. Shocking. Yes. And it was a, a playoff it, team. It was a team where his current head coach and play caller was going up against the squad right. that literally knows his every move because he was just there last year. So it's it, it it was a tough spot for the Dolphins. It was on the road. It was a loss that looks more lopsided than, than what it actually was. I'm not too up in arms about it. I'm actually most disappointed in some of the Dolphins fans I've seen on Twitter oh. that were panicking a bit. Like, oh, it's relax. ridiculous. Like, listen, this is a 17-game season. The Dolphins went on the road against the NFL's top offense, a playoff team in San Francisco, and <gasps> lost a game. Whoa! Yeah. Oh, my God, that never <laughs> happens. You go on the road against a playoff team and you lose? Holy hell, season over. It's dead. What are Dolphins fans doing? And I think what's happened is everybody is so on edge because you're in this division race with the Bills. You desperately want the Dolphins on a national stage to to, to, to shut up the people who still think that the Dolphins are maybe a little bit fluky. There's always the, we need Tua to succeed and, and shut up the haters, and the Dolphins lose the game. And there's this anger that comes out because you're, you know what's coming from the detractors. Just ignore it. And you're still in the division race. The Dolphins are fine. I'll say this, too. If the Dolphins lose the next two at L.A., at Buffalo, you know what? I still feel good about them going to the playoffs and being a problem in the playoffs. Like, enough already. Yeah, I think one of the – or at least some of the criteria of our jobs right now is to attack the narrative that, oh, well, they finally played a real defense in the NFL. And, like, that's the narrative that's getting pushed around. I think more so we have to not attack each other as Dolphins fans yeah. and kind of go after – that we have seen good defenses this year, and we have put up numbers against them. That's what I'm most scared of because that's all I've seen on my timeline is, oh, look what happened when you guys finally played a real defense. Fred Warner looked like he knew every single play yeah. that they were running out there. Oh, like so good. He was just floating in the spots, yeah. in the zone spots. That, like He knew that he used to get torched on in practice every day against Mike McDaniel, so I thought it was interesting. I, I, just, I don't understand how the Dolphins uh, beat the Bills. The Dolphins beat the Ravens, who have uh, progressively gotten better and better defensively all year. They're now uh, nearing the top 10, and uh, they win, and it's crickets, and then they lose to the 49ers, the number one defense in the NFL, number one, and suddenly, what's wrong with the Dolphins? They went against the number one defense in the NFL. That was the problem, and it was on the road, and it was against their coach's mentor. Like, How hard is this to stomach for people? I don't know, man. I, and we keep saying number one defense. I think Sunday night the the uh, Cowboys having their way with the uh, Woo, coaching man. coaching prodigy Jeff Saturday. They they have some. Uh, they want to put their hand up and and, and maybe step into yeah. that you conversation. Ta- you, you talking about the Colts team that uh, kneeled it out, <laughs> kneeled it out with 58 seconds to go in the fourth quarter, took a knee. Bro, that was the most embarrassing <laughs> Sunday night football he was game. I'm ready ever for that to end. He was like, guys, let's just get off the field, man. It was a close game for like two. Two and a half quarters and or so? And then it wasn't in a hurry. <laughs> oh, boy. That was a dog crap fourth quarter for the Colts last night. <gasps> oh, My God. Man. I mean, it went from, you're right, it went from a, a two-score game to 54, 54 yes. Dallas Cowboys points in a, the snap of a finger. What was the dog crap performance <laughs> of the weekend on a dog crap Monday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Where are you tossing your dog crap, Theo? Well, I have to toss it to whoever the heck was supposed to be guarding Anthony Davis because how in the hell in 2022 do you let Anthony Davis drop 55 on you, a double nickel? 
That's just, that, that just feels impossible. How can you say that when a Milwaukee Bucks team, a team known for their defense, let them drop 45 I know. a couple of nights ago? It's sick. It's sick. I'm happy for Anthony Davis. I, gotta, I just think that allowing Anthony Davis in mm. the, the year of the Lord 2022 to drop 55 I got a question for is you, insane. Are the, uh, are the Lakers back? I, you know, Stone, Stone and Ken, obviously I'm teeing him up right now. Uh-huh. He has, he's not going to get many opportunities to uh, have a, a parade or a celebration about his Los Angeles Lakers, who mm-hmm. he, he's forced to They're watch. They're not even his Lakers. It's his LeBron. It's don't his LeBron. You're right. You. And LeBron was out, so I'm not you, sure why you watch. You don't think I've built a relationship? LeBron last night dropped 30. Oh, LeBron came back. Yeah. Bron Bron came back, and, 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 and Anthony Davis still had the double nickel. You can tell he, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, and you think that I uh, haven't built a relationship with Mr. Lonnie Walker or Mr. <laughs> Austin Reeves right now? Like, come on. These are, these are my boys. Those are your boys by association. They're associates. LeBron is your man. Yeah, 100%. So, the, the Lakers have won four in a row. They beat the Nets. They beat the Pistons. They beat the Bucks, And they beat the Wizards. It's impressive. It's good. 55 for Anthony Davis is sick, man. Is <laughs> it, it, at least it's proof that he has a pulse, and that's good. But they're not back yet. They're not back back. But is this their best sustained stretch of play over the last like two years? <laughs> One thousand yeah. percent. They <laughs> all look healthy. They're playing defense as much as we're talking about. Getting, I'm sorry, I said we as, as much as you know the media out there and stuff <laughs> is, is so talking uh, about four man, four get, man still <laughs> about getting rid of Patrick Beverly. Like we're finally playing. Sorry, the Lakers are finally playing defense, <laughs> and, it, and it's man. it's really cool to see. I stayed up from wire to wire. Really big win. Stone is going to have to remain seated because I think if he stood up, uh, he might be pitching a tent. <laughs> as excited as he is about these Lakers. <laughs> He's Bradley Chubb. Uh, what, uh, what, what is the dog crap performance of the weekend? For me, it's the Dolphins' defense letting Brock Purdy beat them. Nothing to do with Tua. It's the Dolphins' defense. That's why they lost yesterday. Uh, for Theo, it's the Washington Wizards' defense allowing 55 mm. to AD. What's your dog crap performance of the weekend? Big homie, give us your dog crap, sir. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They were watching the Eagles beat the dog crap out of the uh-huh. They delivered a big pile of dog crap to the Tennessee <laughs> Titans. Yesterday. I, I, I got to say, big homie, um, it, what, what the Eagles did, just surgically dicing up that Titans team and Jalen Hurts for going nearly 400 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, that's as good a performance as you're going to get, especially against that Titans team who should have beaten Kansas City in KC a few weeks ago. A.J. Brown, my goodness. Yeah, Ryan Brown, Tannehill was their lead rusher. I've been here for the past – since the Washington game, how we couldn't stop the run, we couldn't stop the run, but Derrick Henry had 30 rushing yards yesterday. Mm. And that's the number one running back in the NFL, most people would say, right? Yes, sir. So I would think uh, that our run defense will be just fine. And uh, the road to the Super Bowl will be going through Philadelphia. Mm. Kind of feels like it. Kind mm. of the feels defense like is it. Oh, hey, hey, let's talk about, hey, last thing. Florida State should be in the top four with the only other team that's <laughs> undefeated in the SEC. Uh, Peace oh, out. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Get him out. Get him out. Hey, he did. Florida State did beat. Now Big 12 head coach, Scott Satterfield. 100% they did. Florida State looks good. I have a really good uh, nomination for Dog Crap Monday. Mr. What's your What's your Dog Crap, Stone? <clears throat> Mr. Uh, 
Mr. 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 Patrick Mahomes here oh for, for, for taking that loss I just to a really good Bengals team. How many completions did you have, Mr. Patrick? It'd be 16. How many touchdowns did you have? Oh you usually go for God. two, three, or four. No, one. And you guys lost to a Bengals team, a surging Bengals team. Look, I thought it was really good for the Dolphins. I was like, wow, Kansas City is going to go down and give the Finns an opportunity to take first place. I thought Patrick Mahomes kind of let that fan base down. Chiefs Kingdom kind of worrying right now. Oh, Theo, are, do you think that worried? Patrick Mahomes let, <laughs> let Chiefs Kingdom down as no, a whole? No, Patrick Mahomes didn't let us down mm. because last time I checked, it's December. And until, <laughs> and I know the Bengals did it last year, but until they can beat us in the playoffs again, again, it's not panic time. Nine and three, still in the race to get the one seed yep. and home field advantage and the bye. I am not concerned with a regular season loss to the Bengals. Oh, who it else is, has a regular season loss to the Bengals, by the way? Primetime, Thursday Night Football? That, that game is with Voldemort. With a backup quarterback, it was 7-6 to six in the second quarter well, when Tua went well, out. Well, to be fair, Patrick Mahomes was playing like a backup quarterback, so that's... <laughs> <laughs> but, I, again, this is this is where, and I think that Stone throwing his dog crap at Patrick Mahomes, I we, we have such heavy expectations for these guys, Mahomes yeah. and Tua, when they look above average... I make no mistake. If the Panthers were consistently getting Tua's 18 of 33, 295, two touchdowns, two interceptions, the Panthers would be a happy football team yeah. right now. But when you're in the middle of a of a, a title race, those are the things like Mahomes and Tua that hurt. But you're going up against quality opponents, teams that are playing well, playing their best football. This is the NFL, and this is 17 weeks. This is a 17 week season. If you're going to hyperventilate and you are are going to bash your head through drywall after one loss after a five-game winning streak this has to stop you're not you're not about this you you should probably just tune out because you're not going to survive the next five weeks yeah i agree and i think with that being said i was pretty much kidding because my real nomination would be mr uh mr russell wilson mr russell wilson not being able to get it done against (laughs) tyler huntley Hollandale's finest. Lamar Jackson goes out, sprains his knee in the first quarter, and oh, it's a lock, right? Russell Wilson can beat this team. Uh, mm, mm, well, Tyler Huntley leads a game-winning drive with a couple minutes left, and Mr. Russell Wilson and these Broncos are like 3-9 and nine or just one of the most disgusting teams Nathaniel in the NFL. Daniel Hackett is so fired. <laughs> but are, so fired. Is, he didn't are, throw a touchdown. He, he didn't throw a touchdown. No. Is Russell Wilson... He, it's the worst contract. In, well, I guess Deshaun Watson might still have a hand in this one. But, but is there any way to salvage it? Like, can they bring in someone that's going to uh, maximize whatever? No. Right? Here's the thing. Oh, I don't know. I know what, some, somebody. I don't know what Russ is. I don't know who Scott Satterfield. Oh, I thought. Okay, I thought you were talking about quarterback. quarterback talking about coach. About yeah, I don't have it. I don't have a uh, nomination. Oh, I thought, so, who, who can you bring in to help Russ? What is Russ? Have? Bigger Mayfield. Oh, uh, yeah. no, no, I'm saying Russ. <laughs> yeah. Who can salvage Russ? Or is Russ irrevocably broken? Like there's no, he's lost all ability to play quarterback. I would. I think that it's closer to the latter. I don't think you can bring in somebody that can fix him if he can't. He's consistently scoring single digits. Yep. I just, but what I don't understand like, is two years ago he was a front runner first half of the season for MVP. What happened? I don't know, man. Maybe Pete Carroll is better than than yeah, Geno Smith played really well yesterday. Yeah, I mean, like it's a the constant question. It's a it's a constant question being asked. Was it Russ's fault because Geno Smith looks good? He's putting the ball down the field. <sighs> We've seen Tyler Lockett and the boys kind of voice out how they feel about the whole situation. It's odd, uh, but nine points, no touchdowns thrown. I don't know whose fault that is. I have to put it on Russ. It's been it's been what twelve games now. Yep. I think we can go yeah. ahead and say Russ is cooked. <laughs> That's crazy. I think it's over. I I can't think of any anything approaching 
by comparison, Russell Wilson and the, the Albert Hainsworth <laughs> descent. Yeah, but again, it's not at the quarterback position. I like I just I don't know. This is wild, and someone's reputation just going to crap like this. I it's wild. Oh, one more thing, one more dog crap I want to throw out there. All the football fans who during the group stages of uh, the World Cup saying, "How does anybody watch this crap? It can end in a tie. Oh, how do you watch this stuff?" May I present to you yesterday's Giants Commanders game. Hope you enjoyed your tie, you dopey mouth breathers. <laughs> I mean, to the defense, it was a really good football game, oh, right? Oh, I, Ta- I knew it. Taylor, Taylor Heineken. So, Taylor so Heineken. was the U.S. and England. That was a really good football match, but people still scorned that. Yeah, no, I hear your, I hear your argument most definitely. But at least those people watching the Commanders Giants had a game-winning, well, a game-winning or a game-tying miss, drive, game miss. a game-tying drive from Taylor Heineke to even extend the game. But ah, yes. I hear your argument loud and clear, to be honest. I think what I think in my conspiracy brain is cooking is that the NFC East is just trying to make sure all of its teams <laughs> finish with a winning record. So the Commanders and Giants couldn't figure out who needed to win this one because of the rest of schedule. and all. So they were just like, let's tie it. Let's tie it. We'll punt on this week, and we'll keep it going. They're both two games above 500 right now. Giants fans, I know you had that 7-1, it was 7-1, and one, right? They had a 7-1 and one start? Yes. Um, you had a seven and one start, but I, I, Giants fans, I hate to to spring this on you. The Jets are better than you. <laughs> they just are. Yeah, they had a real opportunity, a real opportunity for Mike White to go win that game two times yesterday in the red zone. Hey, your your Canes boy blew it. He did that. He he most definitely did. That's what he gets for changing sides. He was all on Zach Wilson's train. Now he's on this Mike White train. He dropped a game winning touchdown catch. In the end zone on fourth down, it was really tough to see. More like Braxton and Berrios. <laughs> Boom. Ooh, roasted. That was quick. Yeah. But but he'll he'll always be in good graces with me because of the FSU catch. So, um, you yeah. know, I covered right. that game, too. That was a fun one. Ken, speaking of, of Canes, and it just kind of threw my mind to college football, one more dog crap performance of the week. Is that Mr. Sure. Lincoln Riley in the USC Trojans? Oh, oh do man. That. Yeah, USC don't was bad. They quit, right? They yeah. quit in the <laughs> second half. They won as that soon. That defense quit, quit. I think as soon as everybody on the sidelines saw Caleb Williams limping off of the field, yeah. it was white flag time, and that's, that's weird to uh, see because this is one of the biggest opportunities I think this team, Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams, is going to have in the near coming future. That was I, really, really tough. Can you? Can someone explain to me the piling on of Caleb Williams? Was it the the nail polisher, whatever the letters he had on, his, on yeah. his nails? Like, what That'll is that it. though? Like, who cares? Well, why does that matter to you? And then they're gonna they're gonna crap on him for crying, but then Duggan for TCU gets to the podium, he's crying, mm-hmm. and and uh, we don't have that same energy. Like, what is that? It, 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 you're you're right on. We do not have the same energy. It's just it, Caleb it's the, Williams didn't lose that game for USC. No, not at all. A lack of Cal- a, a healthy Caleb Williams is why USC fell out of that game. One hundred percent. It was tough. Cal really good. A really good coach, and Utah's a really good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's talk about the college football playoff. Let me let, let's take a break. Well, let me first tell you about Baptist Health Orthopedic Care one more time. They have their team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit BaptistHealth.net/slash/ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care, visit baptishealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptishealth.net slash ortho. That's Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Uh, Stone, Hugh Freeze to Auburn. How are you grading that? You're really going to give me 
the 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 opportunity to do that. I think I, you you're should. You're the one in control. You know how I feel about this. I don't. You you're really the one in control. Giving me the reins here. All right, fine. Oh, now, grade grade Hugh Freeze in sexual assault victims DMs. <laughs> grade that. Okay. <laughs> then we're on the same page. <laughs> we're all good. When we come back, I can't believe it. The college football playoff committee resisted the urge to get tied drunk. Ugh, I can't believe it. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Jeanette from... Location unknown, as she's all places at all times. Texted us in the break. It's dog crap. She's throwing her dog crap at Jimmy G's foot. Jimmy Garoppolo's broken foot out for the year. That's not because of football purposes, though. That's because she just wants to see his face on TV every week. I don't. But the thing is, like, just just go to his Instagram page. I'm sure he has a TikTok or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Sorry, uh, you heard Howard, my dog, in the background. Again, I'm at the uh, Levicka Estate in uh, North Broward. Um, let me tell you real quick about Stormhouse Brewing in uh, North Palm Beach. Stormhouse Brewing, North Palm, US 1, half mile south of PGA Boulevard. Craft Brewery, full food menu. It's like the Sasquatch of craft breweries because, again, craft brewery, beers cr- crafted, brewed on site, and a full food menu. That is unheard of. Rare air there at Stormhouse Brewing. Go watch soccer. Go watch NFL Sunday Ticket. They're a Palm Beach Gators watch location. Check out the bowl game at Stormhouse Brewing. Stormhouse Brewing. Josh, Preston, all my guys up there. That's the best place to go. Craft Brewery, Palm Beach County. Just believe that. Stormhousebrewing.com. US 1, half mile south of PGA Boulevard. Always something going on at Stormhouse Brewing. Um... I missed uh, a couple of uh, places I wanted to throw my dog crap on this Dog Crap Monday on Ken Levick Alive. Biggest dog crap performance sports-wise of the weekend. Again, inspired by Robert Sala and his description of Zach Wilson's offense with the Jets. Um, the United States defense, they're marking in the uh, round of 16 matchup against the Netherlands. Um, that was really poor. Air his name out. Let Tyler Adams hear it. Oh, not Tyler. Tyler mm. Adams. Tyler Adams was at fault for the first yep. U.S. goal. He was loafing a bit. But, again, I'm not going to blame a guy who had uh, an unbelievable World Cup as, uh, as much as I'm going to blame a Sergio Dest who gave up the second goal and then a combination of Walker Zimmerman and Tim Ream who gave up the third goal. You get within a goal on a fluky goal, but fine. You have life. You're pressing, and then you just don't guard the back. You don't defend the back post. It was confusing because in any sport, like when the stakes are that high, that's typically when you play the most defense. These guys were acting like it wasn't that big of a game. Like they were loafing. Like you said, it was so odd for me to watch this defense and what they were doing. I think it was a mix of exhaustion. I think it was a mix of the Netherlands being precise. The U.S. has tried to be during this World Cup what Netherlands is, and that is a precise passing unit. The U.S. had the majority of the possession, but Netherlands far and away made the most of their opportunities, and that's the difference between a world-class team like the Netherlands and a team like the U.S. that is still trying to get there. Overall, I'm encouraged, but 
you can be disappointed as well because that is not the way you wanted to go out, and it turned out not to be a good matchup for the uh, the U.S. I wanted to ask you this, Theo, because you're in the TV world. Um, you're in the TV realm. Um, what do you make of uh, of TJ Holmes and Amy Robach at ABC? Good oh, morning, America. Man. <laughs> so the, what's, what's going on there, man? I mean, TJ Holmes looks like that dude's us, been all through the production staff. Give at, us the uh, scoop, Theo. The funniest thing, and I can't <laughs> I can't speak too much on it because I have a, a source close to the situation. One of my buddies is a uh, is it TJ Holmes? No, no. <laughs> TJ's like, bro, bro, it is tough. It's tough with these women. Tough to manage these women. Or it's or he says it's too easy. Oh, it's too easy. It is it's like, way, bro, it's I got seems, three more. I got three more. It's not just Amy. Way too easy, man. But to be honest with you, the funniest part about all of it is is how how much of a name these guys have now because nobody, even though they were on yeah. GMA, yeah. nobody knew them like that. And now everybody knows them. Bro. So I'm not sure if it's good or bad it, for their brand. I had never even heard of Good Morning America 3. <laughs> I only knew of the two of them because they were occasionally on Good Morning America. I didn't yeah. know they had GMA 3. And today, I fully intended to actually watch it. And then ABC took them off the air. I think this is great. I want to see more TJ Holmes, Amy Robach. I want to see them holding hands. Wanna I want to chemistry. see them give updates on their divorce proceedings. <laughs> like, let's go, man. Yeah, what's the phrase with the publicity called? No, what is it? No publicity nope. is... Any publicity is good publicity. Yeah. publicity. I don't know if that's it, but yeah, that was that's the one it. I was that's talking it. about. All publicity is good publicity. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's it. For sure. So I think it's good for them. Yeah. But I, I feel like they're getting a raw deal. Like they left their spouses and they're they're getting it in and they fine. They look so happy together too. Like who would break that up? <laughs> who would break that up? Don't Far be it for me to break up a happy couple. You know what it is, Theo? It's something that Mr. Ken does not believe in, and that would be cancel culture, uh, right? People getting a little well, upset about I think what part they're of seeing. It, no, 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 no. It's not cancel culture. I think part of it is Good Morning America. You have a bunch of housewives watching every single day, <laughs> yeah. and they it's don't like gossip the, girls. the two philanderers that are philandering with one another hosting that show. Um, uh, but, but for me, as a non-housewife, I'm into it. I want to see <laughs> yeah. more. But I will say this. Uh, Theo Dorsey, proud employee of an NBC affiliate. Yeah. Um, maybe that stuff flies at ABC, but Savannah Guthrie would never. That's what I'm saying, dog. Never. Now, granted, this is the same network NBC that had Matt Lauer as an employee. And he would. Hey, hey, hey. We, he we, we already swept that under the rug. That's right. That's right. Off, uh, off topic, guys. I'm sorry, but who's guarding John Morant tonight? Grizzlies, Miami Heat. Uh... Two three zone. Hopefully not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two three zone. Get Can Tyler Hero it. just hide in the corner? I don't know. All right, we'll be doing this tomorrow. We'll be back. We'll talk college football then. I promise. He's Stone. That's Theo. I'm Ken. Bye bye. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Jeanette from location unknown, as she's all places at all times, texted us in the break. It's dog crap. She's throwing her dog crap at Jimmy G's foot. Jimmy Garoppolo's broken foot out for the year. That's not because of football purposes, though. That's because she just wants to see his face on TV every week. I don't – but the thing is, like, just just go to his Instagram page. I'm sure he has a TikTok <laughs> or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's all it takes. That's all it takes. Sorry, uh, you heard Howard, my dog, in the background. Again, I'm at the uh, Lavica Estate in uh, North Broward. Um, let me tell you real quick about Stormhouse Brewing in uh, North Palm Beach. Stormhouse Brewing, North Palm, US 1, half mile south of PGA Boulevard. 
craft brewery, full food menu. It's like the Sasquatch of craft breweries because, again, craft brewery, beers crafted, brewed on site, and a full food menu. That is unheard of. Rare air there at Stormhouse Brewing. Go watch soccer. Go watch NFL Sunday ticket. They're a Palm Beach Gators watch location. Check out the bowl game at Stormhouse Brewing. Stormhouse Brewing. Josh, Preston, all my guys up there. That's the best place to go. Craft Brewery, Palm Beach County. Just believe that. Stormhousebrewing.com. US 1, half mile south of PGA Boulevard. Always something going on at Stormhouse Brewing. Um, I missed uh, a couple of uh, places I wanted to throw my dog crap on this dog crap Monday on Ken Levick Alive. Biggest dog crap performance sports-wise of the weekend. Again, inspired by Robert Sala and his description of Zach Wilson's offense with the Jets. Um, the United States defense, they're marking in the uh, round of 16 matchup against the Netherlands. Um, that was really poor. Air his name out. Let Tyler Adams hear it. Oh, not Tyler. Tyler mm. Adams Tyler Adams was at fault for the first yep. U.S. goal. He was loafing a bit. But, again, I'm not going to blame a guy who had uh, an unbelievable World Cup as, uh, as much as I'm going to blame a Serginio Dest who gave up the second goal and then a combination of Walker Zimmerman and Tim Ream who gave up the third goal. You get within a goal on a fluky goal, but fine. You have life. You're pressing, and then you just don't guard the back. You don't defend the back post. It was confusing because in any sport, like when the stakes are that high, that's typically when you play the most defense. These guys were acting like it wasn't that big of a game. Like they were loafing. Like you said, it was so odd for me to watch this defense and what they were doing. I think it was a mix of exhaustion. I think it was a mix of the Netherlands being precise. The U.S. has tried to be during this World Cup what Netherlands is, and that is a precise passing unit. The U.S. had the majority of the possession, but Netherlands far and away made the most of their opportunities, and that's the difference between a world-class team like the Netherlands and a team like the U.S. that is still trying to get there. Overall, I'm encouraged, but you can be disappointed as well because that is not the way you wanted to go out, and it turned out not to be a good matchup for the uh, the U.S. I wanted to ask you this, Theo, because you're in the TV world. Um, you're in the TV realm. Um, what do you make of uh, of TJ Holmes and Amy Robach at ABC? Good morning, oh, America. <laughs> so with the what's, what's going on there, man? I mean, TJ Holmes looks like that dude's us, been all through the production staff. Give at, us the uh, scoop, Theo. The funniest thing, and I can't <laughs> I can't speak too much on it because I have a, a source close to the situation. One of my buddies is a uh, is it TJ Holmes? No, no. <laughs> TJ's like, bro, bro, it is tough. It's tough with these women. Tough to manage these women. Or it says, or he says, it's too easy. Oh, it's too easy. It is. Like, bro, I got three more. I got three more. It's not just Amy. Way too easy, man. But to be honest with you, the funniest part about all of it is is how how much of a name these guys have now. Because nobody, even though they were on GMA, nobody knew them like that. And now everybody knows them. Bro. So I'm not sure if it's good or bad it, for their brand. I had never even heard of Good Morning America 3. <laughs> I only knew of the two of them because they were occasionally on Good Morning America. I didn't yeah. know they had GMA 3. And today, I fully intended to actually watch it. And then ABC took him off the air. I think this is great. I want to see more TJ Holmes, Amy Robach. I want to see him holding hands. Wanna I want to see them give updates on their divorce proceedings. <laughs> like, let's go, man. Yeah, what's the phrase with the publicity called? No, what is it? No publicity nope. is... Any publicity is good publicity. Yeah. publicity. I don't know if that's it, but yeah, that was that's the one it. I was that's talking it. about. All publicity is good publicity. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's it. For sure. So I think it's good for them. Yeah. But I, I feel like they're getting a raw deal. Like they left their spouses and they're they're getting it in and they fine. They look so happy together too. Like who would break that up? <laughs> who would break that up? Don't far be it for me to break up a happy couple. Do you know what it is, Theo? 
it's something that Mr. Ken does not believe in, and that would be cancel culture, uh, right? People getting a little well, upset about what they're seeing. I think part of seeing. it, no, 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 it's not cancel culture. I think part of it is Good Morning America. You have a bunch of housewives watching every single day, <laughs> yeah, and they it's don't like gossip the, girls. the two philanderers that are philandering <laughs> with one another hosting that show. Um, uh, but, but for me, as a non-housewife. I'm into it. I want to see <laughs> yeah. more. But I will say this. Uh, Theo Dorsey, proud employee of an NBC affiliate. Yeah. Um, maybe that stuff flies at ABC, but Savannah Guthrie would never. That's what I'm saying, dog. Would never. Now, granted, this is the same network NBC that had Matt Lauer as an employee. He would. Hey, hey, hey. We, he we, we already swept that under the rug. That's right. That's right. Off, uh, off topic, guys. I'm sorry, but who's guarding John Morant tonight? Grizzlies, Miami Heat. Uh... <laughs> Two three zone. Hopefully not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two three zone. Get Can Tyler Hero it. just hide in the corner? I don't know. All right, we'll be doing this tomorrow. We'll be back. We'll talk college football then. I promise. He's Stone. That's Theo. I'm Ken. Bye bye. <laughs>